officially the longest episode of the Safi Pod. This is honestly an hilarious, tangent-filled, but also heartfelt conversation with accent and dialogue coach, actor, director, writer, voice artist, Richard Wright Firth. You can find Richard on Twitter at Rich Wright Firth or on Instagram at Richie Wright Firth. We talk about the South African industry and how actors are stepping up to the plate on big international productions. His role as accent and dialogue coach and his approach to being a support system to actors on a film set, as well as a bridge between directors and young or new actors as our industry grows. We go into his background, growing up in Botswana, going to drama school in London and working for the BBC recording radio plays. As I said before, we go off topic really easily, discussing voice actors, Star Wars and Dungeons and Dragons. I honestly still think he would make an amazing dungeon master. Although we do stray from the path, I love his insights into people, the special resilience he's seen that South Africans seem to have, how to deal with different personalities on a set, knowing your worth as a creative, and all in all, making yourself undeniable as an artist. One small disclaimer for any of our international listeners. When talking about the diversity of South Africans, we do mention colored people. This term is very different from the American use and is not a racist slang word, but it specifically refers to a race within our own country that is found predominantly in the Western Cape. So I hope you enjoy my beautiful and slightly crazy conversation with Richard. Our inner nerds definitely came out to play. Safi Pod. Hi. I'm speaking with Richard Rodeforth. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Full disclosure, we did this two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And all I got back was 1990s internet dial yeah. tone. It was like R2D2. Um, it was it's like a fax machine. So so we had a good rehearsal. Um, full dress rehearsal happened. Yeah. Fortunately, I don't remember any in. of the questions, and good. Candace seems to think I didn't answer any of them anyway. <laughs> we have we anyway. have Candace in the room as well. She'll be making side comments, I hope. <laughs> Say hi, Candice. Hi, Candice. Yay. <laughs> so, the Safi part, where we talk about the South African film industry. Yeah. So, Richard, what is it that you do in the South African film industry? Well, I'm predominantly an actor and voiceover artist, but um, also doing dialogue and accent coaching. Mm. Specialise in British accents, but also others. Um, yeah, work with phonetics accent kits and all that kind of stuff and help actors get their accents right which is obviously quite important in South Africa because there's a lot of American and British shows yes. coming here and they're, they're very fussy and I think that's why a lot of South African actors are thinking they don't get the kind of opportunities that they think they should get or they should get yeah. They should get. With um, the production. But yeah, in, yeah, yeah, they're kind of a lot of the producers and directors are very skeptical that South Africa I think there's a rumour around the world that South African accents are so strong and so difficult to move away from that they can oh we, yeah. we need to shoot in South Africa because of all the locations and the cast, yeah. uh, the crew and all that's a great place to come and shoot. But and they want to cast here, but they they're always skeptical that there's they can no put trust leads. Yet. Yeah, there's no trust yet. That South Africans have got That's partially a why handle I want on the accent. Yeah, and that we got it. You have, you <laughs> have. yeah, and most definitely have. That's good. I mean, yeah. I find a lot of because we've been raised on international mm. productions. I mean, 
uh, my childhood is Disney, my childhood is Monty Python and stuff like that. So <laughs> my reflex is weird American and British accents yeah. when acting. I mean, I think living in Cape Town, doing some voiceover work, it's the first time I've become comfortable acting in my own accent, Yeah, which is strange. Yeah, yeah, there's. Yeah. I mean, so we've kind of got it. There's so much. There's so many references now. Look at you know Netflix and there's yeah. so much content out there on YouTube. There's no reason the world's connected. Yeah. In that way now more so. We're than hearing ever. it so much. Yeah, there's lots be. of references for people to be. There's no oh what I get that a lot on set, especially the more inexperienced actors. How do I do accents and what do I do first? And I was like, well, first <laughs> of all, soak up references, Listen, watch the yeah. TV shows, and then I have to go. Oh, what can I watch? I was like, you're probably watching all this stuff already. Everything that you're watching. Just Everything listen. you're watching, just listen more. Yeah. If you really want to get your accents, listen to the actors that you know. I mean, if you're not sure where an actor's from. You can Google, Google. go, oh, uh, where is Ryan Oswald? Oh, he's actually Canadian, yeah. but he does a lot of American accents. Well, what's he like when he's being candid and he's just himself on talk shows and he's being mm. himself? Versus... Oh, that versus when he's playing a character. And so many actors that are currently in big shows are from Australia, New Zealand, yeah. the UK, See, and, and you don't know. No, that's interesting because this is what I was talking about on set the other day because our director doesn't want Australian accents in the show mm. for her own personal creative reasons, but there's a lot of Australian actors... Now are you know Sam Neill and Hugh yeah. Jackman are from that part of the world. Yeah, they started the, the Hemsworths. Yeah, they've proved it can be done. It can be done. The producers like that very strong Australian accent up yeah. here, that kind of thing going on, um, and they do American accents brilliantly. Yeah. So, so now sorry. the next phase is to prove and show that the that the, the South African actors who are at that level, the veteran actors who can do that kind of stuff. Also, and a lot can of be South African or they can be American or South British Africans, or whatever. South Africans refuse to admit it, but we do have a very close similarity to the Australian and New Zealand accents. Yeah, it's not So far if off. they can do it, then yeah, of course you can. We and it's been proven it. in the show that I'm working on now. Yes, which is Vagrant Queen, way, yes, little plug. We can't talk too much about what's really happening casting wise. We can. Yes, there's some but stuff on social media already. Yeah, there's some stuff on social media. It's a lot more free and open with the social media yeah. stuff with Vagrant Queen as opposed yeah. to other shows. Because it's based on a, an existing graphic an novel, existing so people graphic do know novel. those. Yeah, those they kind of know the storyline. If they really want to know, they can find it. So it's yeah. out there. Um, but obviously, it's been expanded because it's a multi multi episode yeah. series and wants to go into a second season, hopefully, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So it's a, yeah. So the story has been expanded with other kind of characters that aren't in the book. Mm. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like the number one on the show is from the Americas mm -hmm. and the star of the show, and the number two. Everyone else in the whole show, which I think is probably the first time ever an international yes, series filmed in South first, Africa, yeah. has been majority, the vast majority, 99% is local cast. And how are leads. you finding they are coping with accent work? Yeah, there's some that are doing very, very well, like almost to the point of I don't need to do a lot of coaching because it's a sci-fi and it's a galaxy that is, we're setting the rules. Yeah. There's words in there and phrases and idioms and stuff that are completely made up. So we're setting the rules for that kind of thing. Awesome. But the, the baseline for the accents for the show is like a general network English-American. Mm -hmm. But then now, because we have to set that for episode one, the execs were like, we have to have set, set the, the tone of the show is that is an American show or a Canadian-American yeah. show. And so episode one was very strict on the accents have to be in that world. And now we've moved on episode two, three, yeah. the next block. Expanding the We're universe. expanding the universe into more Southern American sounds and a bit of New York is going on. There's some of that when the aliens has mm. kind of got this kind of thing going <laughs> on. Um, and a character I played the other day was obviously like a Mississippi kind of area. <laughs> so so we're expanding that. And there was one character called the Drifter who came in 
Yeah, I can say that. Funny, <laughs> we're not going to say much about him. But another accent, which is more of a Jason Statham-y kind of thing. So okay. we're expanding that. And everyone's done a really good job of their accents. There's been one or two blips, but that's Always. expected. Yeah. You know, and you can't... And because the, it's, it's a block casting process, mm. the show starts and you're casting while the show's being Absolutely. shot. So I, as the as the little smaller roles are being cast, it's very quick from a point of sometimes they're in the audition room, they've sent in a tape, they've been cast and they're in wardrobe within two days, they're in prosthetics and they're on set in the space of sometimes three or four days. And then you have 20 minutes with them in the morning yeah. of the day they're um, shooting just exactly. to see where they're at. Yeah, and with a dialogue coach and an accent coach, and I don't mind saying it on the podcast because <laughs> I'd like it to go out that it's a, a position that we have yes. to ghost in and out. Mm. We have to be very respectful of the actor's performance, respectful of everyone else's space and time with the nice. director and what they're doing, not throw the actor and make them all of a sudden give them another banana skin that you chuck yeah. on them, another problem to think about. Overwhelming because yeah. they're thinking about a mark, they're thinking about where the camera is and their light and the and the, the, the director's direction they've just been given and all this stuff. And then I come in and go, by the way, your accent's a bit shit. Yeah. You know, focus you don't want to do focus that. Focus on the focus R. Focus on the R sound. <laughs> so I have to know when to come in. Yeah. But then sometimes the director's like comes to me and whispers in my ear, oh, the accent's a big thing. And I have to go, okay, I need to go in and now I have to do it in a very diplomatic way yeah. to make the actor think that what they're doing is great, but yeah. let's, just, let's just notch this little thing here. So there is a lot of that kind of stuff goes on. And actor, That's yeah, why being an actor as well, because you understand how the actors work and what yeah, they're yeah, thinking, yeah. and each person has a different approach to an exactly. accent, a different approach to their character. Mm. And everyone becomes a coach on a set all mm. of a sudden. When there's an actor who's been maybe miscast or oh, or they don't have the kind of experience that the director and producers thought they had, and then it's they no get on the floor, and yeah. they get nervous, and they get overwhelmed, and then the, the first thing to go often is the voice, because yeah. the voice is wobbles. That's the first place you hear nervousness and overwhelmness mm. is in the voice. It wobbles and then you're not thinking about accent and then that goes even though in the chair when you're in prosthetics or in makeup or even in a coaching session say at my house mm-hmm. you, the accent I'll go yeah you've got that that sounds it's pretty good let's just keep that you, you know keep working on that and then it, they step up mm-hmm. and the camera goes like action and they can go yeah. and all of a sudden I can look like the one who hasn't made, potentially done the work or waved my magic mm. wand because a lot of people don't understand how the voice and accent works and they yeah. think well once you've done that work surely that's it it's done right yeah, they've got, got it practice it's got to be you've got to practice it memory. exactly yeah. they've got to keep going and I had a thing not on this shoot but another show I was doing and the actor did have a wobble they were like and, and you could see like they're not they're as experienced out. as we thought they're freaking out they rub it in their and head and once like, they've up once then they then it, freak it, it out compounds and then, and then it's la da 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 and so I'm offset going right now this is not just an exercise in accent this is an exercise in now calming the actor Psychology. which is part of my job because mm-hmm. I'm an actor director in theatre mm-hmm. and and also a dialogue coach and, and I've done yeah. it for a long time and a teacher in drama school so I've got all of that kind of experience yeah. to know when I can see an actor and their particular personality and sensitivities and whatever and go this person needs some help right now yeah. More than just the accent to calm down. Because if they calm down and, and relax, then they're going to be able to just um, just get that accent back and start to feel it without there being any other pressures of thinking, I've got to get this. Yeah, it's, it's that idea of finding that muscle memory because then you're not consciously thinking about it. Then you yeah, can't yeah, exactly. think about your character. Because yeah, yeah, exactly. I know a lot of people tend to lose their accents when they, they're doing emotional scenes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's like, so they'll be 100% on point, on point, on point, and then the character has to shout or cry or be hysterical. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. they drop out of their accent immediately. Yeah. So it's finding that muscle memory so that when you're doing heightened things, that it still sticks. Exactly. So that's a problem I had with a certain actor who 
is a very, very good actress. Brilliant, in fact. Very experienced. And in the audition, audition rooms, awesome. Accent, bang on. Thank you. Bang on. But they didn't audition when stuff gets very emotionally heightened. Oh, okay. And action. And all that kind of stuff. So when they got in onto the set to do this particular scene, even though they're a very experienced actress, with with all the other stuff that was going on, yeah. got to do this fight move and yeah. all that. So Hit their head is there. Get the choreography. Yeah. yeah. They, their head is going, this is now an action scene, so I can't forget this choreography. Mm. So because the accent's not their natural accent, their head is totally in a... In a in the, the psychology is I'm now doing like a choreographed dance kind mm. of thing, which is not naturally their thing either. But that's the priority. So when the to priority look, is there yeah. to look good and hit the thing and get the right kind of tension and all that kind of stuff, mm. accent out the window. Yeah. And then that director comes to me and says, accent's a bit off, isn't it? I'm not sure. It's like a different actress is now oh, on, sure. on set. And I'm like, well, she's thinking about doing a fight right now. Yeah. So, Which is not in her wheelhouse originally, no. so, you know. Mm. And they've obviously also only had, like, 20 minutes of rehearsal sometimes because yeah, the stunt yeah. guys only get the actors for small yeah, periods yeah. of time, depending on the show. And the same with the with the dialect. And, the, and it, it, when it comes to things like prosthetics and makeup, hair and costume and all that kind of stuff, they get a lot of time because they mm. literally have to look right for yeah, the show. Yeah, it's a visual it's art. It's a visual thing. But when it comes down to it, the people, when it, the finished product, the audience watching the show... They want to hear mm. the authenticity also in the voice and the acting. That's and even if they don't, that's often left. They don't consciously know it, but mm. if it slips, some the, the audience goes, "Oh, that was." Yeah. So if your accent's perfect, they won't notice that your accent's perfect. But if your accent slips, then they go, "Oh, there's someone." Yeah, the yeah. Accent. What's going on? There's sort of flagging noises. Mm. Yeah. And exactly. then they start analyzing other things, and then they're pulled out of their exactly out of their enjoyment. Yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. Of the show. It's it's yeah. Being a dialogue mm. and accent coach in the film business is sometimes. It's uh, you're walking on a tightrope. Yeah. There's eggshells everywhere, and you, you have to be careful. You can't overstep, but you you can't overstep. Support. Yeah, it's, it's it's also like yeah, like pastoral care of the actor mm. as well. And that, the way I work, I think directors and um, the casting directors are understanding that's a big part of what I do, which other accent coaches don't. They sit no. there with their cans on behind the monitor, yeah. and they wait for a bit of a sound. They walk in and go, no, no, it's like that. It's like that. Okay. It's like that. Yeah, you've read. got it right. <laughs> line read, and they go and sit back yeah. down again. I don't work like that from the beginning. It's it's not helpful. No. An accent, just like a fight choreography, you know, yes. being stunts and stuff, there's got to be something that comes from within and you can do it because if something does go wrong, you can adapt and you know yes. when to go back to 70%, you know, when to, you know, all mm. that kind of stuff. It's the same with an accent. It's got to come from an organic place. You can't just carry it yes. like it's a problem. It's an issue it on, on your show. Yeah. You can't put it on top. So when you get an accent, you're starting to realise the where the character is from as well. Mm. their socioeconomic background the character yeah as soon as if you get an accent right and you start doing it and it drops in you ah you actually Mm. even if you've never been there you start to get a sense of what that society is like what those people are like if you Mm. do a Yorkshire accent all of a sudden just that sound you kind of think I I kind of know yeah Yeah. I kind of know what it's like to be from Yorkshire just Mm. because I'm doing the accent it's like I know what what it means all of a sudden I've got a Sean Bean thing going on (laughs) or if you go Jason Statham you kind of know where that's from it's kind of a bit more street, it's a bit rougher. You immediately like you know tilt, I mean? head tilt yeah, forward and you get a bit tilt. more aggressive. You've yeah. got a bit of an aggressive and a confrontation. You're kind mm. of thinking, do I trust that person? You know, so it yeah. gives you immediately you drop into another place. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, you don't feel it, and the audience isn't gonna yes. get it. And they go, 
something's not quite then right. Then your body is you yeah. and your voice is something else yeah, it's yeah. not merging. It's not merging. Even if the sound sometimes are right, you might get the right sound, there's still something that's not, like you said, it's just not dropped in. Like it's not a marrying of those two or, things. Dancing or stunts and stuff. You can technically do all the yeah, moves, yeah. but if you don't look like you are trained in that style, yeah. it'll look weird. If you're yeah, yeah, a hip-hop yeah. dancer doing contemporary, you can do all the yeah, moves. Yeah, exactly. You've got to be you, able to gotta, look like you can you've fake. You've got to be able yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to yeah, find those base little techniques, those yeah. little... Those little ticks and stuff there. Yeah. I'm not a trained dancer. I'm not, well, I did dance in a drama school. As we all did. And movement. <laughs> and we all did that stuff. But I've, I'm a natural mover in the sense that I could fake mm. it on a, in theatre or on a film yeah. that I look like I can... Convincingly I, I, Convincingly look like yeah. I could move because of observing and seeing how a professionally trained ballroom dancer moves. Yeah. That I could convince someone at least for five seconds yeah, that I for a little I, bit, for a little bit enough yeah. to go like oh yeah a guy looks like he could be a and that's what stun, stun people try to do yeah. is you you like now this person's an assassin yeah. or a kung fu or a jiu jitsu yeah, yeah. and you may not be trained in that style but exactly you can like I mean for me from like when I was younger style. exactly doing stuff like karate and, mm. and being a move physical actor and doing theater I could probably still sell that I, I I'm a fighter yeah. I couldn't probably really in real life language. fight my way out of a wet paper bag, but <laughs> but I, I can look like I could be a guy who can move like a kung fu guy or, yeah. or karate or with a sword or stuff and go like yeah. Mm. But that's just through that relaxation and embodying and observing and really listening and watching of how that works. And the, yeah, the voice is also about observing, not just hearing, but really listening and so looking at the you... physical changes in the mouth and the voice and everything yes. and how that changes your sound. So how would you, you recommend, I mean, a lot of actors when they only get the, like, I know a couple of things I've done just a day stuff, so I mm. only get an accent coach for the 20 minutes before my scene, yeah. I only have one scene, I only have one day on a big budget movie, yeah. and now I don't want to bugger it up, <coughs> so the things that I can do in my own time to make sure that those 20 minutes I'm getting the most out of an, an accent coach. Well, the, the one thing I would say, leading on from what I've just said really, listening. Mm. The experience that I've got in helping you, and I'm only there to help you. I'm not there to try and change your performance. I'm not there to try and shape what you're doing as your actor in your moment. I'm there just to help. And I do get some ex- inexperienced young actors who, when I'm like, they go, oh, you're the accent coach, great. And they try and they try and offload on me all of their thing. You know, what they're doing. And, and why yeah, I'm here. And, and trying to, yeah, and, and trying to um, prove themselves already to me as an actor. And I'm like... No. Calm down, relax. I'm just a I'm here to help yeah. you. So listen to what I'm saying yeah. to help you, and then we can repeat and we can start to work on the accent. But it's like all of a sudden they're going, oh yeah, yeah, because of the, the and and they say I was like, slow down, listen. You you haven't quite got that right. Mm-hmm. Listen, just relax, take a deep breath. Yeah. Calm down. We've got this twenty minutes. Let's make this count. Yeah. Because when they get up on, like yeah. I was saying before, when You're they get a step three up, lines and, to yeah. the number one. Yeah, we, I had a guy, the, yeah, the other day, and he's he was a good actor, you know, not the performance was fine, so, but his accent did slip on the time. The moment, the time we had together to work, he was so busy telling me, and and didn't really focus on it. We got into this, the, yeah, the yeah, theory of it. He's talking of through all these things instead of practicing it mm. exactly. So he's going, oh yeah, yeah, because I was like, okay. I need to go with to work with another lead anyway. So I was like, but he's got the mm. accent, it's fine. But it did drop in the scene. Yeah. And he was so lacking in, in focus in those moments be- before he was going to do the scene. He also started to do other lines from a scene that we weren't shooting yet. Oh, no. So he was doing his line. It was all over the place a bit. And then, yeah, and did his line. And then he starts going into his lines for the next scene. And he's like, no, no, no. 
That's you've how you practice it in there. your head. No. Yeah, yeah. So was, we're doing. We're not doing number. We're not doing scene twenty-two yet. We're doing scene nine. Yeah. So that's the line that not you've practiced. It's not connected yet. So we're doing this little moment here with you guys, mm-hmm. and then we're swinging over to the leads who are now doing their moment, and then that's the end of the scene. Those lines you're coming in with now is later. Yeah. But he's so frantic and all over the place. Mm. So the best advice for newbies, mm. youngsters who are going into it. Take a deep breath, yes. relax, reach your sides, know what you're doing and when, observe everything, That's and try and break out of your own. It is confidence, yeah. yeah. But there's this, there's, ec- yeah, there's this excitable bubble, which is yeah. very nice, very cute, and we do all that kind of stuff, and we get very excited to be there. Which is but great. You do, which is great, but you do need to start to work out how you need to like focus and not sit in this kind of bubble <laughs> that you're in. It's an excitable bunny, which ends up manifesting itself in you being caught in the headlights when we do go yeah. action, and then you're like, huh? It's that newbie head in the lights bunny idea versus mm. just be a professional. Mm. Is you don't have to be like yeah, yeah, yeah. obnoxious, but That's right, professional, yeah. aware of there's hundreds of people on the yeah. set and they're all frantically trying to get catch the lights. They're all trying to make yeah, sure exactly. that the hair's good, the makeup's good, <clears throat> the set's good, the location's good, the light's yeah. good, the, the camera angle's good. I think and it can be a bit it can be a bit overwhelming yeah. sometimes. If you add to that panic and yeah. to that thing, it's it's not helpful yeah. to yourself as well. I think as it's like the inexperienced ones, if they've been on a couple of commercials and they've done a bit, and they're like now an actor. Yeah. I'm now an actor, and then they get into something that's a bit bigger. Yeah. But it's just like a day player or one liner yeah. thing, and then all of a sudden they've got. It's almost like it's not a bad thing, but it's like the attitude that they are now the, a star. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're still just doing a job in part that's part of a big machine here that's trying yes. to get this thing done. So. Yeah, say your lines, don't yeah. bump into the furniture, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Hit your mark. Hit your mark. Don't look into the camera. And then let your creativity burst out. Yeah. And the director, because that's the name of the, the, their the, job. That, the thing, is to direct you and go, a little bit too much, da, 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 yeah. here's the thing, look there. That's where you need to be. Yeah. It's as simple as that. But yeah, from the point of view of, of accent, look for references that are reliable. So don't just go YouTube American accent. You'll find a lot of people who are probably the same as them who are wanting a bit of insta-fame or something, yeah. and they, they oh, yeah, I'm an actor, and I do accents, so therefore I'm going to mm, do this YouTube you channel. Accents. I can teach you teach accents. anyone generically. Yeah. The best people to look for is people who are already doing it in the industry you want to be in. Yeah. So if you want to go, I need a good, I don't know, think of a good actor. Mm. Who's a good actor, Candice? Whoever. Sean Bean. Leonardo, Sean Bean. <laughs> if you go, I, I need to do, I'm now going to do a, a new Game of Thrones series a mm. fantasy series or whatever and I and this guy and that character needs to be from the brief he needs to be from Yorkshire go Sean Bean mm. Yorkshire actors they'll come up yeah we have this thing here these called wonderful the thing called the interweb the googler yes. and you go I have got a brief where I'm playing a character in a fantasy show who needs to have a Yorkshire accent Yorkshire accent in your google actor Dunk. Yeah. They'll all come up. Watch all of his movies. You watch all of his movies, Lord of the Rings. And then also watch interviews with him to see when yes. he's just being himself and being candid and see what the difference is between what he's doing with his accent when he's playing a character, mm-hmm. which might be his own process and his own choice to change his accent, and when he is being Sean Bean, the Yorkshire guy who's sitting just himself couch. sitting yeah. on the couch. And go, is there a difference? Not really. Okay, so his accent would be good if I want to do a Yorkshire mm. accent in a show. There's your reference, Sean Bean. And keep that in your back pocket all the time. So if ever you want to do a Yorkshire accent, go back to and reference Sean Bean. Or Read out else. loud in said accent yeah. to yourself. It's all there. 
There's no reason why anyone really should be going up to... I mean, you want practical experience with a dialogue coach, Alison coach with me, to one-on-one. You want that. Um, And recording, listening to yourself back. Yeah, but yeah... Don't just trust your own ear and your own head. Don't trust your own ear and your head. You've got to look at not just... It's also, I was saying about observing. We think the voice is all just about hearing, Mm. but it's not. It's about seeing how the mouth moves, the Mm. lip rounding, lip spread tightness in the so jaw specific. what your tongue is doing people are so unaware of their own tongue the placement within the throat i've spotted that yeah, a couple yeah, of times yeah, absolutely as well. um and your resonant chambers are do you resonate more in your voice in your chest mm. are you someone who's more resonating in your throat your sinuses nas- nasality yeah. american accents often have that we in think of that that nasality mm. but that's not all american accents but it's okay. it's, it's kind of in, we do find that a lot that, Compar- in comparison to a south african accent yeah which yeah is generally yeah. Very flat back. But it gives it a cutting edge, that yeah. kind of thing here. But you can also have an American accent that's kind of more Very down calm. here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, watching and listening is key to getting the accent yeah. right. Yeah, I find a lot of South Africans, because of the tight jaw, that's where they have a problem with. They do an American accent, which Amer- South Africans generally do American accents much better than British accents, I've found, hmm. uh, more, more authentically. Okay. Because I think it's a bigger leap from a South African accent, the bigger vowel changes yeah. and the roticity of an American accent. It's a massive shift. Yeah. So if you're doing an accent that's much closer to your own, those subtleties of a shift is quite difficult because it's so close to your own accent, you're easily pulled back mm. in. Whereas with a, with a massive shift of an accent to a completely different part of the world and a completely different sound and placement, it's, it's easier, yeah. I find. That's why I find a lot of act like when... Americans try to do a South African accent. Yeah, you see yeah, where yeah, it yeah. gets pulled as well. Yeah, yeah, and they absolutely. slip to an Australian or they slip mm. to New Zealand. Yeah. Mm. Weirdly enough, a lot of people slip to an Indian accent. That's always hilarious. Yeah. Welsh, Welsh and Indian. With people mm-hmm. who are, lo- are good at accents but they're still learning and they start to do a Welsh accent, can go, go Indian, yeah. No way. It's Welsh is like that, isn't it? So you don't have to go too far before you're starting to get that same kind of up and down rhythm. That's insane. I love it when you're like, how is that related? Like, how did... Yeah, it's know, got a similar Where rhythm. are those connections? It's got yeah. a similar pattern. Well, Welsh accent, because if you think of Wales, it's got a lot of hills and valleys, you mm. know, up and down. So you get that rhythm. And it sounds, it's like Wales. Lots yeah. of hills and lots of valleys. Indian accent goes up and down the same kind of thing. So it's a different pitch range. If you think of yeah. it like ray, you know, like rays. It's a little bit more back and Yeah, like wavelengths. Exactly. Yeah. If you think of it like wavelengths, it's mm. just Indian just contracts a little bit more. So the pacing of it is, yeah. is like the wave, but it's got that same da 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 As the Welsh. Yeah, yeah. I love things like that. Yeah. Is there, there's lots of theories about how accent comes about, but it's all, it's an organic thing. We've evolved. Mm. And as we've expanded into bigger cities from being small in-groups. So you in- see those connections of You that. can see those, start to see those connections of language and then becomes accent. It's a tri- we're a tribal species. We've yeah. lived in- so most people in England, why it's such a small island but so many dialect and accent variations within a very small like distance from each other. Most people in England, we found, don't move more than 20 miles away from where they're born. So that's why you find these pockets of very diverse accents as well. yeah yeah There's they don't really move very far but we've expanded in cities so accents change and mm. they become hybrid accents and they evolve into one another and that's what's happening now yeah. um, and then it's kind of fighting that thing because i find that um the industry and stuff it tends to uh box accents in like people say i want to do an american accent they go for that generic yeah like west coast 
Exactly. East and then Coast, they West say Coast. South African accent, and then they pick a random generic, or they say British there's accent, so many and there's accents like two here. British accents. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's North and South. Yeah, there's there's Cockney and there's the Queen. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's all <laughs> yeah, that exists exactly. in the world. <laughs> yeah, and and in and when. And I think American, there's like California and the South. Like, yeah, that's, that's it. maybe it. a Boston. Or maybe New York. Or yeah, Boston those are like the like three that, that people do. It's massive variations. Whereas there's thousands of accents. Yeah, but you can't be expected countries. to do those authentically mm. if you're trying to do a TV show. And you're not from, you know, you're from South Africa and they want a specific town in a specific mm. state. And it's like, well, now you're talking yeah. about real specialist yeah. stuff. You I need would to like really, them to at least say, you know, can we have an English or an Afrikaans South African accent? Yeah, because that would that be nice. Because that they tend to merge. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. you're just, you're doing an English South African accent and then you're like, really rolling your R's. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, kind mm. of, but okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you tried. Exactly, there's so much specifics and, no, and like the accents that are in South Africa are not just to do with, you know, tribal, language, race, city. It's yeah. loads. There's, there's so loads. many. And it's the same anywhere in the world. Yeah. But when it comes to doing TV, obviously, or a TV show, and we go, like, this is set in a particular place. Yeah. That's why we've got Network English, American English, so yeah. General American. There's not it's that many people who speak in that speak accent, that accent no. most of the time. Even there's Americans so have to train themselves to speak TV. Yeah, American, yeah, yeah. You know. Which is... Kind of, that's how it is. That's what we do. So, going back to... Are we answering the questions this time? I don't think we're We're kind of saying more (laughs) accent on point. We are talking. (laughs) In straight. But then, okay, so let's go a bit about your kind of training and your background. Is you were born in Avrikmazan. Norwich. (laughs) Norfolk, yeah. Norfolk dumpling. (laughs) But then you went to school in Botswana. I did go to school in Botswana from when I was 12, 13 to 18. And how did that that kind of help your your understanding of acting and people and voices? I and think, travel? yeah, traveling. I think is good for anyone mm. to to have to adapt, especially as a young, as a kid adapting to a completely new culture yeah. and a new a new world. It was a culture shock when I first went there. Mm. Young yeah. young kid from yeah, coming from a, a working class Essex Essex of town to the middle of Africa in in the early nineties was yeah. like, wow, Why? okay, this is different. <laughs> But it does help me, it's helped me adapt to mixing with a wide variety of different yes. people and adapting to their cultural sensibilities, whether they're liberal, conservative or whatever. Empathy. Re- religious, yeah, yeah, having empathy and understanding. And, and, and I think that does help and has translated over the years to me being able to spot in people mm. their nervousness or shyness, introvertedness or extrovertedness as actors yeah. and then know how I can adapt, how I work with them differently. So it helps you as a director. As a director and as a coach. Because yeah. I can go, this person does have a bit of a tendency to maybe wobble or they've mm. got a bit of a self-esteem issue when it comes to their acting or a twitchy phase or whatever. It's so do. annoying. <laughs> yeah, and and that's what helps me to know when to go in and and help an actor when they need it, and when I know yeah. someone's got a very strong character, and they go like, I do this by myself, and I, I know, know I've I'm done doing. my work, and I know what I'm doing, and I know when to go. That cool. person, You've I'm going to let them do their thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I know when sometimes it has to be an accent note, or when it needs to be also a little bit of an acting Is thing really disguised just, in yeah. that. Yeah, or was I'm actually note. just talking to you about your accent so that I can force you to take twenty seconds to breathe? To breathe. So it's like, oh, I have to, to talk to them, and it's like because yeah, yeah. I need the director to back yeah. away. I need other people yeah, back yeah. away so that this so person exactly. can take a breath. A young actor the other a little while ago was also doing his acting, and this is how I'm going to do it, and, yeah. and I was like. Okay, this is way too bouncy, and just from a technical point of view, yeah. frame that's not going to really work. The poor camera's not going to find you in a close-up. No, no, no. <laughs> and 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 so I was like, what you need, what what would be better, and for the voice as well, because uh, I drop that yeah. little caveat in there, and for the accent, the is if what you did is maybe took that 
that kind of nervous, very excited young energy and take 50% of that and internalize it. Mm. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. So more in the face and kind of yeah. more that wide-eyed, excited kind of. I was like, yeah, yeah. I think helping that Helping the DOP. Help. <laughs> helping the DOP, helping the director, helping the performance, an inexperienced young actor all of a sudden taking their nervousness and their energy and internalizing some of it so it does come out a bit stronger on the camera. And you- also it helps them to get to centre themselves so then their accent becomes something that's going to be a bit yes. more fluid as well. So sure that's part listen, of what I do. You it's sit like, there and you listen to the notes the director is giving them. Mm. So you know what the director is asking them to do and you can kind yeah, of yeah. guide them in that direction a exactly. little more subtly. I'm working if, very closely with the If maybe they're the not understanding now. how the director is putting it forward, yeah. you can say it in a different way yeah. that you're doing exactly what the director yeah, yeah, wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that, I think that is part of what I'm developing here for, with myself and hopefully the other acting coaches and or but what I think hopefully will become something where you do start to get mm. a, a performance dialogue accent coach in one yeah. and empowers that position on a set and becomes a key member of crew going forward. Because yeah. a lot of directors, they are highly creative. They're often the showrunners and the writers. They mm. know how lenses work and the light works and da, 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 and all the rest of it. And they know what they want. But there's an art that's being lost in some directors nowadays mm-hmm. where they don't, they're not... Um, as they don't have the sensibilities and understanding of how so acting process they're works. Technically so they're technically proficient, they know what they want to yeah. see, but they're not necessarily proficient in communicating in actors how and creative language want. to get what they want. Yeah. Whereas where someone like me comes along, who can work much closely, and as long as a director trusts that I know what I'm doing, with and especially translating young, what they and want. translating what they want to the actor, mm. working closely with them. Not the, the old hands, the veteran actors, because they know what they're yeah. doing. It's when you've got to cast a big TV show where there's a lot of walk-ons and featured extras all of a sudden yeah. need to say a line, and I can see directors get frustrated, like, oh, why can't they just, like, why can't just, they effing do this? Yeah, why, you just panicking. pick one out of a room, <laughs> or you've done a casting so quickly, yeah. and it's a whirlwind, and you just go, I like their look, they've got a six pack their hair's beautiful their yeah. eyes are exactly the eyes that I envisioned with this character yeah. put them in there they and speak? then they're like oh, what what and and they're excited saying I've been casting this a TV a show this is brilliant this is the thing and then they kind of get the rabbit in the headlights that yeah. we were talking before that's where a, a, a key member of crew like me will come in mm. and the directors and the producers need to recognise that and trust me that yeah. I will do that job yeah. And I'll do it because I'm doing it for the benefit of the TV show and, I, and the actor and them. I found sometimes with the with the dialogue coach is what is helpful is that they they sometimes like in some of the shows that I've been in they are my only kind of connection to the crew almost in that mm. if you're just that one day player you've got international directors international crew, yeah. like DOPs international people yeah. and he's that one local person that goes okay no don't worry about it I see exactly. what they're trying to say yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just kind of goes like oh I've got a friend who's yeah. who's just my like bit of a grounding yeah. on a set when you've got yeah, these exactly. big big oh, the stars big international are wandering directors around. they haven't got saying, time yeah, for you yeah we're gonna do it and yeah. you're like yeah, there's think. a lot of confidences yeah. on the set. There's a lot of big personalities and extrovertedness, and they got IMDb's the length you need of your that one arm. guy who's a yeah, local yeah, person yeah. who knows who just how grounds the it all and, and makes him just go, oh, don't thing. worry about that guy. He's just an <laughs> ego maniac. Exactly, yeah. and I and I am like that as well, like an agony aunt, and, and yeah. I should be paid extra money yeah. for, for for the <laughs> griping that I hear. Yeah, yeah. No. I get a lot of that, which is nice, and I don't do it because you know I need to say this. Like it needs to be said. I don't do this because of like an ego trip or anything like that but it is it is the right thing to do because I know what it's like being an actor being yes. in that same position 
So there's there's that mm. connection. And if you're yes. a smaller role, you're yeah, ignored. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I don't know, mm. should I be on that spot? And they mm. just assume you know where your mark yeah. is. They just assume you know where you're at. And you're exactly. like, no one's And that's where me. that overcompensation comes in, mm. which I see in some of the youngsters, where they come on, they're over-exuberant, they're very excitable. They're, they're, they're going up to the director, hi, how are you? I'm so-and-so, shaking hands, as if the director actually doesn't really give a shit in that moment because they've got a hundred other things to be yes. thinking about. So you need to know when is the right time yeah to go like hi, hi. i am thanks for the you yeah know, so and nice know, to be here it's been yeah. really great thank you yeah know the processes know when you need to be there when you need to say your line to the thing the process it works you're going to be at base you're going to yes. have your breakfast or your your yes. drink signing with the ad first. signing with the ad <laughs> you're going to go to your trailer there's probably going to be your wardrobe set up mm-hmm. then you might go to makeup first or you might get into wardrobe depending on the kind read of show read your call sheet yeah, read your call sheet. Check those times. Check the times, see what's going on. And then you'll be taken to the set to do yeah. a blocking. Then you'll bugger off back to a cast holding while they do their technical and stuff. And you'll have cappuccinos. And you'll have a cappuccino. And then they'll call you again and you'll do a rehearsal. And you might bugger off back to holding again. Or from the rehearsal, then you might shoot. shoot yeah. Somewhere in there, maybe at the blocking, is when you're going to meet the director first. Yeah. She or he is thinking a lot of different things. It's not to do with your performance because they're expecting you've done it in the casting. So yeah. you basically... You're a cast, you're a professional yeah, actor. You broad strokes, broad yeah. strokes in the scene. You kind of know what you're going to yeah. be doing. It's just now she's plotting it and she's thinking about cameras. She's thinking about the lights, picture. Yeah. the picture. She's yeah. not... You are just another... You're essentially in that moment of the blocking. You're a, you're a prop. You're a tool. Yes. You're her chess piece to move around. And you, so you behave should know what like you're doing you should you... know what you're doing once she's placed you in that position mm. and be adaptive to go, oh, but in the script it said I was sitting. Well, you're not now, you're standing. Just, because yeah. the geography of where we're shooting it now, that isn't going to work. Yeah. So you, that kind of stuff you need to be flexible with as well and not let that kind of tiny mm. little detail throw you. So you, obviously your voice and, and accent training kind of stems from radio plays, radio mm. training, that kind of... Yeah. After, because you went to drama school. I went to drama Italia school, Care. Italia Conti, yes. the wonderful Italia Conti, Beautiful. which is one of the older schools in Old London. School, yeah. I think it's like nineteen eleven. It was established. Yeah. Noel Coward went there, and you know that kind of thing, and alumni since then. Um, so it's ones that are still like the Italia Conti. Academy Italia Conti, Academy of, of Theatre Arts. I think yes. it's something like that. But there's there's two sites. There's Arts, one yeah. that's in the Barbican, which is Goswell Road, oh. which is like the Juilliard kind of type school, oh, which okay. is the older one, and then in the last. 30 years it's also been like a rather central doing an mm. acting degree course as well so, how did so that that's the one that I did down in Clapham draw you into the voice well, into that kind well of I mean thing. always doing voice obviously at drama school and you and mm. we, we trained in radio at oh, drama cool. school as well and recorded voice so we had a that. studio really yeah we had a studio at drama school so we learned radio and stuff because like, we had Amazing. a radio teacher Chris Pavlo, who still works in radio now and does light end and comedy. Yeah, there's and stuff. a lot more of a radio scene in the UK than there is. Yeah, I mean, B- the tradition yeah. of BBC radio drama and yeah. audio books and the book at bedtime on BBC Radio yeah. Four is always a big tradition. And we kind of lost yeah. those in the in the. You used to do days. that here. We had yeah, some really but good, there is good still radio, radio drama here on SABC. Yeah. They still do it on yeah. SAFM. Candice and I wrote a play with a friend of mine from the UK, Steve Mannering, who's a writer in yes. the UK. Mm-hmm. And I had an idea. It just it hit me. This um, Williams War was a, a radio yeah. play we put into the SAFM uh, writing competition for radio drama, which mm. we didn't. I didn't know it was still going on. I didn't yeah. have a clue. So we put that in. It didn't win. There was like three prizes: the first, second, and third prize for the radios to be produced. And then I got a phone call. It was like we still want to. Produce your radio play. Great. I was like, excellent. Cool. I know, I have to 
cast yeah. it? Yeah, no, it was up in Joburg. They did it. They cast mm-hmm. it and they did the whole thing. We just had to sign away the fact that you can have the rights, the rights to, 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 to do the thing the for six on. months and do, and record it. And then it was aired on SAFM, what, a few years ago? About three or four years ago now? 2015, I think, it mm-hmm. came out. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. So, so that yeah, that's that's now. But my yeah. BBC, the radio thing at school with Chris Pavlo, and, and we did radio and recorded voice school, uh, drama school, and we also had a, a film studio, so we did some film acting in terms in second and third year. Yeah. But there's a thing for from the BBC for all the NCDT CDS accredited drama schools was a thing called the Carlton Hobbs competition. It was an old radio actor, Carlton Hobbs, way back when. Okay. So it's an award named after him. So we put a, a team together from each drama school and you went to the BBC Bush House and you did a few auditions, different accents and readings and a and little bit, a piece of a, a play and all the producers, radio producers at BBC picked the ones they like and I won the Carlton Hobbs Award for BBC awesome. and won a six-month contract to be with a radio drama company and then for the next four years I was backwards and forwards to the... Yeah, they kept radio you around. kept me around doing radio plays and reading. How do you, how do you approach a radio play versus uh, like I know I've I've done a lot of dubbing and voiceover, mm. so that stuff already the, the the performance exists. How do you approach an original radio play compared to theatre and and film in that? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I, I try. You know, <laughs> you see it, it because the the voice. That's essentially what we are, right? Mm. If you have, you, you, there's an art to doing mime or doing um, a silent play like Candice and I did at the mm. Alexander Bar or a silent movie, and there's a beauty to that, but it's shaped very, very differently. You don't need the voice in that moment. But yeah. every most other forms of art that we do, it required voice. Even in film, in the silent movies, they still put captions up to tell you stuff, you know, give you information. You need a little so, bit of exposition. Yeah, when film started, and they were like, oh, exploring that, that world of yeah, making finally film. Finally, we can talk. Finally, yeah, it was literally, it was like guys were working behind the scenes. How can we get sound into this, to match with this picture? That was a big thing from the early days. They were like, yeah. we've got we basically to, put how, a can we, play on, how can we get a theatre screen? So voice is very important. With radio plays, you essentially go into the studio so we'll like go to Maida Vale Studios at B- in BBC and I'd be sent couriered the script a couple of days before mm-hmm. go through my character think of a voice or an accent I might be able to do for it that was appropriate and then we'd go to Bush House or, or Maida Vale that morning all the cast would sit around with oh, tea and cool. biscuits and then we'd read through the play once and then we'd just go in and do the scenes and you stand in front, all of you will stand around the mic. So you can mic. work together. That's yeah, yeah, nice. no, original, no, no, no. Original yeah. content, you're working together. Yeah, yeah, like you're like multi-mics, you know, like yeah. stereo mics, setups and stuff and, and there'll be like practical effects like doors that you would walk through yes. and close and, and in Maida Vale Studios there's excellent staircase that had like stone steps carpet steps, wooden steps, and then another one. So it was like a staircase with four different sounds. So if you were doing a castle and you had like a knight walking down some staircases, you'd maybe have like, what was his name, Richard, who did the uh, Foley sound for the Lord, the original Lord of the Rings BBC. Oh, wow. he was, we worked with him a lot. And he would have like some metal, like some tap shoes or something like that. And he'd <laughs> be, he'd be doing steps. the thing down the stone steps and you would stand and go, ah, oh, it is me, Sir Lancelot. <laughs> you know, and it was exactly like that. It was ridiculous. And and you think that, oh... And so you like, do it like live theatre. There's no kind of... You no, know, you were talking to each other and talking and responding and you're yeah. doing that whole thing around a mic and then someone would enter the scene and you do an approach and you, like, okay. pitched your voice. So I've got to kind of do a thing like this. Sorry, that wasn't... That was the chair. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you'd be like, start up, start up here 
at the slightly higher Hello. pitch and you come in and go, hi, well, this is me, I'm Rich Shy. How are you doing? <laughs> so you, you kind of do a thing like that. Afar. So you enter from afar and you and you do a kind of a special walk where you're kind of heel-toeing. Yeah. And so you make sure it sounds like you're walking in. You know, you do an so approach to the mic. And how it works is you get that effect. Listen to some radio drama because now we've got the internet and Wi-Fi. Mm. You can listen to Radio 4. Love I've listened to it all the time here. Plays. Yeah, and they're on all the time. Play on Saturday, Friday play. There's the... Um, what was the the soapy? The Archers. Oh, no. That's on all the time. So one of the longest running serials in the world. Yeah, and we it's can, like about we can a farming stream, community in England. Yeah, you can stream. You can all stream those, it, yeah. and it's all there, and you can hear how well some. I mean, some aren't as good as others. Yeah. You know, but the writing is not always good. But that's the BBC. It's a public service, so everyone gets a chance. No, I had some, some TV stuff. shows are better than yeah, others. Yeah, some yeah. movies are mm. terrible and great. So. But radio techniques, and you'll find there's a lot of really cool people. And I worked with big names. When I first left drama school and I had this first job, I had, at that time, more money than I knew what to do with it. All my mates were like, you're earning how much a month? It's like you like do two plays a week and you're earning that. What is going on? And so, but when I first went there and I sat down for my first radio play, walked in expecting just to have youngsters and other people I never yeah, heard of. And I sat down and I just looked around the room and I started going, oh, holy shit, that's, that's Sandy Toxvic. <laughs> holy shit that's Terence Stamp oh man I'm like what the I'm like oh, I'm man. doing a radio play with General Zod from Superman yes. 2 I'm like what <laughs> oh, and like God. and I'm walking down the corridor in Maid of Earth, and I'm like that's, that's Ian Holm what <laughs> the f- you know and now I was just doing Black Sails and Toby Stevens he was like and we, we were talking about that he's like oh, I'm going back to the UK in between the season I've got to play James Bond in, in, a radio, in the radio I'm now James Bond in radio I was like oh cool what are you doing he's like oh made of us I was like I used to work there I did Carlton Hobbs and we started chatting and exchanging names he's like oh do you know so and so I was like oh yeah yeah is he still there yeah and so all those kind of people go back all the time. So I think Toby Stevens, in radio play terms, I think he's a James Bond who's been James Bond and a James Bond baddie. I think he's the only actor. No way! Yeah. Because he plays James, he's the radio James yeah. Bond now. But he also played Gustav Graves in Tomorrow Never Dies, I think no he was. Way. Yeah. That's like I had so a little bit random, of radio trivia. Random fun fact is um, the voice actor Troy Baker in one of the most recent games, I think, yeah. played both Batman and the Joker. Ah, yes. you know who used to play the Joker was Mark Hamill. Yes, ah, oh, Mark in the Hamill's cartoons, Joker is, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Troy Baker's taken over a little bit from Mark Hamill, but he does so good. Okay, he's coming to South Africa Comic Con. I'm going to go see him. I think Mark Hamill's just jaded so much now with yeah. what they did to Luke Skywalker. I think we'll say this on this podcast. Lucasfilm, Disney, what did you do what to you Luke do? Skywalker? Stop it's it. abomination. Stop the it. films end at Mark Return Hamill. of the Jedi. Yeah, they are only three movies. What have they done? What have they done? I don't even know. Are we allowed to say this? Yeah, I don't care. It's a podcast. Uh, it's a podcast. This, this isn't being sponsored by Disney or Lucasfilm. <laughs> 20 years from now when I get a yeah. job from Disney, they're like, Tony, what did you do? <laughs> no, no. You're, it's my opinions. Okay, it's not Tony, this is me. Richard Wright Firth, Disney. Oh, Unless no. you want to offer me a part in one Unless of the new Star Wars movies, and then I'll still Slash do a cool animation. I have a cool, I have a cool Jedi hoodie, so you I have mean, to worry about wardrobe. I'm, I'm learning lightsabers from, from Instagram, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Michelle C. Smith. Her lightsaber skills are, are they, insane. Are they very good? She does all sorts of staff swinging wow. and sword swinging, and she released a video of her lightsaber swinging. I don't think I could do it, because I think I'd do what What's-His-Face did. Oh, I chop my own hand. Yeah, McGregor. And he was like, when he yeah, first made the noises. he was doing the noises. <laughs> It'd be so hard. They're like, cut, Ewan. Um, yeah, we're going to do that post, mate. You know yeah. the buzzy noise? Yeah, we're going to do that no. post. It's very good, but no. Dude, the amount of stunt guys who still yell bang, bang 
when there are oh, really? shooting guns on a set, you have to physically stop yourself. Because in rehearsal... Or like the noise we did yeah. as kids, like... Yeah, in rehearsal, you've got to go bang, 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 so that the people can Yeah, yeah, they the know pants. when it's happening. We were doing that on a <laughs> set the other day. We were doing that set the other day. They were like the big stunty, what's his name? Big guy with the beard. Kerry. Kerry. Yeah. And he's going like, they just see these Grebosians just dropping. Yeah. Like, he's going, bang! And yeah. there's just these big, big guys with rubber masks going, poof, falling over barrels. He's going, guys. bang! Bang. Big guys, fun fact, I was one of those big guys. Were you one of those? I was one of those Brilliant. getting shot. Mm. Yes, by Kerry yelling bang all Which I didn't see you that day on I set. Know. I'm sorry, you but right I didn't recognise you. I, looked, I, I fought foot stunt girls in rando, generic yeah. background things because we could look like dudes. And everyone goes, no, you'd know that they're girls. Ha-ha! No, you the didn't. amount of people that were like, excuse me, sir, could you take three steps to the side? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm five foot four. Stunties yeah. like Daryl saying to me, can you do stunts and stuff because you can <laughs> like you can move like a girl and be like the right height if you we need to. We need the to. little person, yeah. I'm like, cheers. Thanks, guys. Cheers. It's all about Can't shape. I just be a little guy? <laughs> can't I be a little dude? No. No. And I'm like, can't I just be like an average to shortish guy? Like, I'm, I'm like You're five not seven. average to shortish. Like, average heighted dude, five seven. Isn't that average height for a British male? Like, five eight yeah, or something? And they go like, oh, we're short. Oh, yeah. South I can, African I men are quite tall. I can be in the SWAT tall, team. I can be in the military. But they are changing Because you guys are from Dutch descent, and Dutch yes. are like the tallest people in the Says world. Says my ginger self. Yes. <laughs> That's why I feel so short in South Africa. I'm short anyway, but like, in England, <laughs> I feel less short. Here I'm like, everyone's a giant. I say that, but this I'm year... I'm so happy I've when been, I meet a short South African. This year I've been a generic generic killed person. I've been a SWAT team. I've been a police person. So it's changing, guys. Good. We're there. Good. We're, there. We're getting there. But you know what? I don't... Uh, I'm, I'm, I know this might sound controversial. Like, you know, the thing that... The opinion that might upset people. But mm-hmm. I'm not interested in outcomes. No. If you step up and you make yourself undeniable, whether you're short... Fat, thin, girl, boy, gay, or whatever. You, you make yourself undi- undeniable. Can you do it? Yes. And not get a step up because of mm. a perceived, um, you know, disadvantage. No. I'm doing what I do. Because I'm the best person Yeah, the because job. I do it. Not, yes. not because I'm short and go like, yeah. I've overcome something. Like, f- mm. sorry, but f- that. <laughs> you make yourself undeniable and you will get all the opportunities will yeah. come along and then you'll get the outcomes. So girls in. doing the stuff is because you're good at what you you're can. doing and you're saying shame to the guys, yeah. give us a shot. Okay, have a shot. Holy yeah. shit, you guys are really good. Yeah, we told you. Sure, if you want a six foot two monstrosity, I'm not the person you're going to call for the Look, job. Yeah, but I'm not going to play James Bond. I'm yeah. not going to play James Bond. It's okay maybe on radio <laughs> one day. I'll take over <laughs> from Toby. That's why I love voice but, acting. But man. I could be a baddie. Yeah. I might be like Flip Flop, the latest, you know, sidekick of the, of the baddie or something. Yeah. And I'm cool with that because that's what I like to play. But I'm not going to yeah. delude myself in thinking I'm going to play James Bond on screen. No. Never going to happen. So know what you are. Yeah. Do the best you can do. Know your yeah. casting and give it a go. Make yourself undeniable. Put the time in. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great it's view. Beautiful. I know you podcasting audience can't see this, oh. but it's a quite a nice view. Missing out, guys. It's mad. Is there another question? Have I been better at answering the <laughs> question this time around? Um, Not so much. I don't know. Well, you start with a question. We kind of start it, and then we I, tangent. Because I'm a chatterbox, so I I'm kind of just go. I'm famous for a tangent. I love yeah, a that's okay though. Isn't that. this the point of this though? It's kind of like candid chat about yes, films, about the industry, and okay. give people advice in life, and and you know yeah. what to do, what not to do. So ask me another question that I, I can do actually have, I answer. I do have a set of rando questions. Okay. Now. Oh no. Okay. Is this where the like? What's your favorite pizza? Comes oh god, out? no, no, no. I don't do that. Okay. It's 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 still like. Yeah. If you were a cartoon character. What's your Dungeons and Dragons character <laughs> choice? What did we say? 
Oh yeah, and um, what would it be? Gnome a, a gnome, gnome, gnome bard. bard. Yeah, I feel that. I'm gonna start playing Dungeons and Dragons because it seems it. like all the cool people are playing it. All the cool people play Dungeons and Dragons. And I did play it when I was a a, a, a kid uh, in America when I, crew, I went. Man. Yeah, I went I'm, to America I and I played so Dungeons and Dragons with this guy, and it was it was quite a lot of fun. He was yeah. really into it, and it was quite good. If you have a good dungeon master, it is amazing. See, I don't think I would be a good dungeon. Yeah, master. we killed. Do you think I would be? I don't know. I think you'd be a great dungeon master. You think so? Yeah, it's storytelling because it's about him. You got to improvise, and you got to kind of you don't have to take them down. You can go like, down a dark is, corridor. It's Two thing. orcs step out of a wooden door. Yes. And one is, yeah. You it's know, basically or, I don't know, is that why it works? Play. Yes, it's a radio player. I could make a new side statistics. career out of being a dungeon master. Yeah. You could charge to be a dungeon master. Because I could do I could do accents for you all the different creatures and stuff. Rules. You learn all the rules. And you sit behind like a piece of thing yeah. with all the stuff and here. And it's got all your, you've got everything written oh, down. So you've got stuff. Yeah, you can refer to and you've got, you need statistic sheets for all the creatures you bring in. Now we've got And do you tangent. give voices to the characters that you like? If I bring the random, so, 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 the so if you're so you okay, so if you're the um, you're your druid and there's voice. an elf and there's yeah. a thing, you do your voices, we do ourselves. but that's it. We improvise our own. And the dungeon master, I'll go. A wizard Galrod Hello. steps up. Hello, Hello, I am Galrod the wizard, and, and I do the that. And the goblin comes in and goes, "No, I want to no, do it. I want to no. Yeah. I feel like this is I think we're gonna find a little Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Candice, I'm picking up a new healthy anyone, hobby here. Anyone who knows me, me knows that my like generic hashtags are actress, singer, stuntwoman, nerd. And it is associated with a D twenty. Okay. I play D and I'm a giant nerd. I follow Critical Role on YouTube. I watch voice actors playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's so there good. There we go. Brilliant. It so, is so good. This is definitely a sidebar hobby I can Sidebar hobby that you should get into. It's so good. We play I, I played on the weekend. We convinced a group of orcs who had a pet troll to leave the area peacefully. That's very... Boom. That, how do you do that? See, as a dungeon scanning. master, if they were my yeah. troll... We then fought orcs, another group of orcs, and okay. I one shot, I transformed into a bear and ripped his face off. How difficult great. are the rules? Is Not it the, quite a difficult uh, game? d is quite... Comp- quite um, they've simplified recently. There's a the okay. new 5E system. Is so is this simple. like an international set of rules yeah. that everyone has Dungeons to play by? There's is, no, like... is run by Wizards of the Coast. Is a is the company in the state? <laughs> I know. I'm this, this is a whole thing. This is this is not a game. This is a culture. It is a culture. Yes. yes. It is, isn't it? Hundred percent. Hundred Okay. It's something I could get into. It yeah. sounds like it's There's quite cool. There's a lot cool. of famous people that play D. Tim Rosson on yeah. Vagrant Queen plays Joe, it. Joe the Manganello. director plays of yeah. plays it. They were talking about it. I was like, I thought you guys were cool, and then I was I like, need to be maybe Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons is cool, and I've been missing out. Dungeons and Dragons is so cool. There's a lot of. I cool like the idea of the voice thing. That's quite. Yeah, cool. the, that's okay. one of my favorite part of it. Is it's it's improv. Yeah. It's an improv play, but some of the outcomes are determined by dice roll. But it's and an does, improv does play. sometimes you have like audiences you watch this or you should be doing well, it just there's people a lot of streams. There's a lot of streams on, on, online. Like I watch a show called Critical Role, yeah. which is voice actors playing. Do you have like pieces or is it just. You do. A company right. called Hero Forge. And they, yeah, they, yeah. they sell... What was that can place get called? The shop? It was called Games Workshop. Games Workshop was, yeah. yeah. Are they they're, still they're going? Still, they're still going. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't know there's one here in Cape Town called Sword and Board. They do a lot of things. There isn't. Yeah. Is there? So, and yeah, it's in Killarney Gardens. Those of you Is who are it? interested That's in just down the road from here. Sword and Board. I used to love going into the Games Workshop. I was fascinated yeah. by how detailed these tiny little characters were. And they do games every now and yeah. then. Yeah. I did paint once. This is really cyber. <laughs> I did get, I bought a, a, a set of, of five dwarf characters oh. and a cannon. They were like a cannon crew. Oh, nice. And I painted these oh, elves. Yeah. And there was one particular one, and I painted it really well, I thought. Yeah. It would look quite good. Not professional. The first thing I was like, actually, you know what? That came out really good. from like 
I think it was like I did paint the skeletons something. from Hero Quest. I painted nice. them, which is quite good because the technique was basically yes. just paint them completely brush, yeah. black and then dry brush and white. And I was like, oh, that effect is amazing. It we're looks like a skeleton. Nerds right now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, let's move on. What was the point? What was the uh, question? I don't know. Um, we're talking about film. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I don't know anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, I think question. I just exposed my inner nerd. Dude. I think I'm deep, actually Good. deep down. I need to come out. Well, I need no, to come out of the closet. One of us. <laughs> I'm a giant nerd. I'm it's nerd. true. That's why I started this oh, podcast, no. so I can nerd out about my friends with I've my been friends. in denial, love. You need to find a D&D crew. I do. <laughs> if a space opens up in mine, you are welcome. Thanks. Done. I'm there. <laughs> Advice for anyone interested in your job. Back advice for anyone <laughs> advice for anyone interested in doing my job yeah like, you mean as, as in a, like a dialogue a accent coach, coach dialogue coach or as an actor this industry a dialogue coach slash accent work is going to require like for, if, if you want to do it how I do it mm-hmm. requires a lot of just time and experience of working with a lot of actors acting experience and obviously be a, a, a natural mimic with voices so you yes. can genuinely just hear them and know how to translate that from someone because like phonetics helps because if like if you're saying speaking in RP and you say the word bathe mm-hmm. and you do that sound with the tongue between the, the teeth, teeth bathe and you want to sound like London, you need to go bave and use so. the v sound with the two lips coming in with the tongue doesn't really even come into yeah. it. So that's a physical thing. So I need to know how to work with you, Tony, and go, right, you naturally go v bave mm. yeah. and we can just do a, literally a physical change and go bave. So yeah. you need to work out phonologically like all the phonemes mm. and what the mouth does to create those sounds and know how to explain that to you. So to knowing from phonetics there to there. Phonetics, as well as parroting as well as... Yeah, parroting, being a good mimic, understanding mm. social and characteristics of different accents, the geography mm. and all that kind of Plus stuff. Plus understanding where the person's accent is coming yeah, from yeah, to where yeah, they exactly. want to go to is always... You, you need to observe and listen to a lot of people. There's no one-size-fits-all coaching no. system per No, actor. there's a lot of coaches here who are kind of like are actors and then they want to earn a bit of extra cash so they yeah. present themselves as accent coaches and some are good some are not so good some are good because because they got experience but they still have a very simplistic system which is basically I think I can do the accent so I'm going to say it to and you with your line and you me. kind of parrot it back yeah. until I say yeah that sounds good mm. that to me isn't a good system for, for me um, and it doesn't work across the blanket it doesn't give with the all actor actors. the chance to to yeah, act, my system is much more adaptive to the people who have already got the accent but want a little bit of help just to sharpen just, things yeah. up, all the way down to literally someone who's going, I have no idea oh, God, where to it. start here. Yeah. So my system is adaptive to working from that very mm-hmm. beginning phase of like, let's see what the physical change is in the mouth. Mm-hmm. What are you doing first? What are you doing first? I and then it? you can develop it from there. And then eventually they get to a point where you they just drops and they go, oh. I can improv in this accent now. And now I know what it means to be like someone from Liverpool is like talking like that. And all of a sudden you go, I, f- I kind of feel I know what it's like to yeah. walk past Anfield and be like, yeah, I'm in Liverpool. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love so it. So that's, it, they just drop sometimes. And then you go like, ta-da, ta-da. I've got it. So on that line then, what is the biggest misconception of your job? Misconception of the job. I think the mis... You know, this is what I was going to say earlier. Before we distracted think, by D&D. Yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest misconception of the job is sometimes 
the, the how nuanced it is mm-hmm. and how much it ties in and marries to the performance of the actor, yeah. their psychology as an actor, whether they are an introvert or extroverted, whether they need the help, whether they need the note now or they needed it a week ago and slowly develop it. Mm. You know, the other day I was on set and because of the nature of what I do once we're rolling is I tuck myself away, I hide, but I'm always listening. Always listening. Always I'm there right. to help, and I'm always listening. If I don't come in and give you notes, you're fine. Yeah. Everything's going well, or it's just not the right time. Your performance right now is more important than, say, the accent, the or you've got it. Um, but I was offset. I came in to give notes to the to the actor. Actor was obviously was a bit nervous. It was the newbie, and they were like, okay, cool. Someone else called them, which was the was the director. This was a while ago, mm-hmm. not on this one. I got pulled into the director who's giving them notes as well about their accent. Oh. And then as they left the director, halfway through, I'm giving coaching, by the way. So I'm coaching them and they, um, obviously the director get, called yeah, them, so they were literally yeah, gone. So they, that, that's the priority. Got pulled. And on their way back to get to their first, an actor starts also giving them accent oh, notes. So it's coming from left, right and centre. So this is a message to everyone who's on set. Whatever it's your status job. is, which is fine. I know you're trying to make a big show, whether you're a producer, director, or another actor. Please, if I'm there on set and I'm the accent coach and the Mm -hmm. dialect coach, respect not just the fact that I'm there doing the job and I've got 20 years of experience of working (laughs) in voice and radio and voiceovers and coaching and teaching and all different variations of things from voice and accent and everything. Also respect the actor. You don't know that person necessarily on set if it's just a day player or a smaller character. They may be nervous. They may be thinking about a lot of things. And then all of those notes come from different places, which now might be different notes. Or they may have 20 years of experience and are fully aware that they dropped that one vowel. Yeah. And you don't need to. And you don't need to pick up on that. No. But the fact that coaching. Everyone will suddenly Everyone becomes a coach. Everyone thinks they're a coach, yeah. Everyone thinks they're a coach. It's not that easy. It's not, not that, that easy and it's not that simple because you're not just dealing with the fact that there might be a sound that's wrong. Mm. They probably already know that sounds wrong, but yeah. they might be nervous because it's mm-hmm. their first time in front of a camera or only their second time or third time or they're intimidated by an actor or they've mm. had a bad morning, they didn't eat breakfast. Da, da, da. That's bad my news. job. I'm Terrible always day. watching yeah. actors. If there's something in the eyes, I'm going, yeah. or in the body language, I'm going, this guy is new, or he's nervous, and or you, he's not you, sure about And if you're plugged this. in on the cans, you can hear I can hear the wobbles talking, in the voice. And you can hear what they're saying between takes. My ear is so attuned to hearing nervousness mm. and slight hesitations. And, and that's not necessarily because they're lacking on the accent. They're nervous because they're intimidated by the director or the yeah. camera or another actor. Mm. And they need me to come in, like we were talking about before, and go, you need it's to, all good. You're doing really this. good, buddy. Oh, you've got that. It's great. <sighs> That's really cool. Actors, Just we need you, we yeah. need to be and, told we're okay. And they say to me things like, "Oh, but I didn't hit the mark." I said, "Ah, don't worry about your mark. You'll hit the mark. You know what? The DOP's good. He's on a steady cam. He'll just pull back yeah, a centimetre, okay. and it's fine. Don't worry about your mark. What you want to do then right now?" Then they hit the mark. Fine. And yeah. they and then they hit the mark. Yeah. And now what they're doing is they're going. This guy, who I now respect because I've Googled him and gone, Richie Wright first. Oh, this guy's done all of that stuff. Mm. So when I come in and go, "Oh, you're doing great, bud. That's really hey. cool." They go. I just got the validation I needed that I wasn't getting from the director and the other actor because they're too busy doing their shit and I'm not sure because I'm a newbie (laughs) that why am I not getting that validation? Why am I not getting that feedback? Mm. Because I thought I was doing good but maybe I wasn't and then that internal monologue just then goes spirals into stiff, nervous, wired eyes, accent goes, (laughs) throat gets dry, 
what am I doing switching. here? I'm an imposter. <laughs> like, you know, and that's why I think as the business progresses into more and more content that's getting pushed mm. out with Netflix, Harry, this, we fast. need we need we're, we're shooting very very quickly. Mm-hmm. We're shooting lots and lots of content, which means there's more and more opportunities for young actors to get into a TV show that's all of a sudden very very big with a big budget. Mm-hmm. And they are not necessarily armed for it yet. No. They're going to get chucked. More and more young actors are going to get chucked in the deep end. And, and I'm those seeing people more have the more. potential to be the best yeah, actors they in the ha- world. Yeah, they can be very, very good. They get freaked out. They get freaked out and they get the terror, which is why I think a new member of Key Crew is what I'm doing. Mm. Is And it used to be a thing. And then it died yeah. out. And now it needs to come back again. The marrying of dialogue, performance and acting or, or accent mm. coach needs to become... Um, not necessarily all the time and not necessarily for all the actors but no. needs to be someone that's there on standby working from the beginning with the casting process working along with the director along with the director yeah. and with the casting director and that whole process and that they know who you are and they respect your yeah. um, your experience yeah. and your position and your past and your knowledge that everything you're doing there is not to chuck banana skins and get in the way no. go oh the fucking accent coach again he's going uh, getting yeah. notes when Respect the fact that that's not just what I'm doing. I'm helping your actor to calm down and give the best performance they can because they might be a newbie and they're freaked out. Yeah. That's also why and I'm And they there. are good at what they do. They, they are good are, at what they do. They, they just they need to give that there. freedom. They, they just need a, a, a breath yeah. and a, and a yeah, support system. And a breath system. and a support system. And that is partly what I am. Because when, mm. like, the uh, uh, there was uh, another thing we did where there was extras, two extras having to do a little moment with, um, with, an, with one of the leads... And they just couldn't get the timing right. Okay? So they couldn't get the timing right. But because of how it was a, a, a timing that needed... A, it was a comedy beat. Mm. And, and, it, and that needed to happen. Specifically. Specifically. Yeah. A specific beat, a specific moment. They need to do a particular... They need to speak, but they need to do a particular move that made this kind of thing, moment, be a funny, mm. a gag. They couldn't get it. They couldn't hear, whatever. And, and so the thing... And they panic. Directors get frustrated. All right extra where mm. they come from I'll get rid of them got standbys in to do it instead and they couldn't do it either huh. because <laughs> there wasn't be any communication from the DOP and the director and what they wanted because they're focusing mainly on the thing and they wanted their gang but no one was had the ammunition no one had the, the tools in their box to communicate in the right way to these non-performers who were being expected to perform yeah. how to do it in a calm way yeah. So it was just like, bah, 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 order, order, bah, bah, and they're like, oh, so yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and they're bewildered. Oh. Yeah. So they're not actually, they kind of got an idea of what they want, but they're and not sometimes sure. Sometimes they don't get it in one take, someone goes, ah, oh, pick someone else. And then they're yeah. like, huh. and, and, and then the like new that. person you pick is like, oh, yeah. no, I've got, I can't bug this and up. And that is where someone like me come in. They go, because I got the experience to know what the gag is yes. as an actor and as a director and know what is going on. Mm. They don't know because they're not seeing what's trying to get picked up in the camera. No. The director just wants to get this shot quickly. The AD's going, right, ready, are we rolling sound? Yeah. And, and they're going, what, who, Final touches and, and they're going, you know what, you just give me, someone like me, 10 seconds. Yeah. In, guys, cool. Then it makes it about them. And it's about their performance, and all of a sudden they feel important. And yeah. I come in, I go, guys, okay, this is what happened. This is what the it's camera's seeing. It's seeing you in like a close-up shot here. All you need to do is listen for this one cue, and this is going to happen. And the comedy of it is that you guys are just going to pop out from behind the thing, not move a muscle, not look around, not look at the camera, just come up and get that point of focus, which is going to be me just next to the camera. And they go, Fantastic. cool. And I go, go direct. are they ready? Yes, director, cool. Okay, sound, speed, rolling, boom, and then it will be done. And but what they get, they get barked at. From 17 directions. From 17 directions, yeah. without having someone who is a performance conduit from the director 
two extras, newbies, just someone who hasn't got a thousand other things on his mind. Because yeah. in I'm case, just focused the on the voice. Yeah, about so a million many things. things. And so the AD the is expediting the shoot. Yes. So he's he he's or her is always schedule. quite angry, the angry shouty <laughs> person, you know, <laughs> saying on schedule. You know, the DOP is just thinking about his light and his shot. There's no one really who's a conduit completely focused focus, on yeah. how they're sounding and yeah. the newbie actors, the young cast, yeah. the ones who are a little bit flustered. Everyone needs a chance. Everyone, Everyone needs, needs a chance. And, yeah. and, they, and, they, and that's where I think this position is going to grow and I think it's going to become more and more a part of a crew again. Awesome. Like uh, it has to be. I like that. It has to be. And that's, it should be there, I think. Rando, a question again. Yeah. What is the biggest change you've seen in, the, in our industry since you started out versus now? It's grown massively, mm-hmm. and it's and you know when we first started podcasts, this is a nice full circle yeah. to go around. This is good because we've been on a tangent about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it's nice to go full Nothing circle. Nothing wrong with that. Um, how it's grown, South Africans now, especially with what's been happening in Cape Town with all these international shows coming, Black big Sales, studios. Warrior, big studios being built. The light we have here is fantastic for mm. a good portion of the year. It's it's a city. Cape Town is a city that's not... It's like the Goldilocks city. Mm. It's not too small, but it's not too big. Yeah. And... The variety could, and of the locations, variety of locations within, 30 minutes of the within 30 minutes of the city is incredible. Mm. Untouched beaches, mountains, lush areas, yeah. cityscapes, abandoned warehouse type deserts. thing, forest, desert just up the road. Mm. It's got all of that stuff. But it also has a blossoming media centre... Mm. And, and colleges that are bringing out young, um, driven crew that are involved in sound, set phenomenal. design, and stunts from your side of things, uh, from that part that you also do, <laughs> uh, and, and, and the actors and the variety also, which is what is something that maybe people don't think about, but it's the variety of looks here as well for extras yes. and walk-ons. You've got so many people that can be uh, black, white, coloured, Cape coloured, but uh, Indian, racially ambiguous, if you like. There's a lot of colour guys, like there's a, a guy on set the other For day. any international people. Who can go, he can play Iranian <laughs> or Mexican and, and he gets cast yeah. in those things. And and he, another actor who's like, he's Portuguese descent, mm. but he also plays some Arab sometimes. Then you're like, <laughs> wow, yeah. If you've got an interesting... So, so I mean, that, that, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's all over the world, but it is here. Yeah. And you've also got... Um, a lot of experienced extras now who can, you know, they can step up and do all those kind yeah. of things like they're suiting Troy here and can run in and be in battles yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and accents, yeah. they're getting better and growing. But the industry here has always been proved with Black Sails and Warrior and all those things yeah. that you can shoot big budget Netflix massive shows in South Africa and you can cast it here, you can crew it yeah. here, you can location it here, you can even do post here. You can do ADR, the show here. You can basically it's do VFX. everything. I met some VFX yeah. guys as well. VFX is amazing here. And and the good thing is, because it's that city that's a Goldilocks city, we've got beautiful wineland, so your superstars can yes. go stay in beautiful hotels. Mm-hmm. They can have the best the wines in the world. There's the waterfront for them to Camp feel safe. Beachfront. All of that yeah. kind of stuff. So it's got that exotic location feel. They're going to Africa. <laughs> but, they're, but they've got the, the, they've got the trappings of, of a modern world yeah. as well. But it is a fantastic location, and the crew are brilliant, and South African crew are brilliant. In fact, I think probably the best we in the are world. Off the top, yeah. I think the best in the world. Hundred percent. Yeah, because they're also not, and the actors also got a certain energy. I think it's also to do with not being spoiled. 
in, in a way. We are sport in a lot of ways, but I mean, there's kind of an energy that Still South Africans have. It. They're hungry for it, and they're not used to a, not becoming used to a, a, a soft, cushy, perfect mm. world where everything's expected. Yeah. In England, we've expected too much for too long. So when us we get a slight bit like blip like Brexit or Boris Johnson, mm. I was like, oh my god, <gasps> the world is falling apart. It's destroyed. It's ruined. Oh my god, what will we do? <laughs> it's Armageddon. Relax, We're guys. Like, eh. It'll come yeah, back. you're like yeah. It'll come back. And and that kind of energy yeah. is in South Africans. It's like it's it'll be fine. We'll okay. get on. We're gonna crack on. We're gonna get it done. That's our mentality. That's your mentality, and that that you see that in in film, awesome. in the film business here. That resilience and that tenacity, that strength of character that makes you just go. Yeah, we got a sixteen-hour day today, and I've got to fall off of a building, and we've got to shoot that, and and we've got to, and it gets done. Yeah, that's why black something like black sales with all its complexities and how difficult it was to shoot at times. Night shoots with a massive boat in the rain and mm. wind mm. with blood all everywhere and guys running around with metal swords. Getting, you probably yeah. couldn't have shot that somewhere else because there would have been so much pandering of, yeah. oh, can we, can't we? Or tiptoeing around. It would never have got done. And that's why the show is so brilliant and so raw and Such people loved show. it. Yeah. It's, it it's the reason here. we have our big studio system now, almost. Yeah. I think black sales happened and then they were like, we need big studios. Yep. To, to I think Black Sails was one of the ones that really was the 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 that that's shifting a gear. Yeah. It's a catalyst to shift into fifth gear that made mm. every uh, the producers go, wow, we can, we can really shoot this stuff and yeah. do it for a third or a quarter of the cost of if mm. we shot it in Canada or at Australia. the same quality and the same quality. Yeah, that's why like Blue Ice Pictures now mm. they've amalgamated with I think it's. Is it out in Africa? No, out of Africa. I think so. I think I think it might be then because they changed it. Blue, there's Blue Ice Africa Blue Ice and Blue Ice Pictures, which is in Canada, okay. and the office is here now. So, it's out, so they're connection. working together. So now Banana Splits the movie, yes. Critters movie. Now Vagrant Queen is Blue Ice Pictures. So now there is that sistership, that kinship happening across yeah. continents with Cape Town being a hub a for Blue Ice Pictures to come and shoot a lot of their sci-fi horror kind of stuff down in Cape Town now. And, that, and they're casting here, which is why Vagrant Queen, they brought their two casts from Canada, one yeah. and two, and the rest of it, they're going, we can cast this yeah. whole thing in South Africa. Which is phenomenal, because sometimes yeah. we have been left on You've been the left on the sidelines, and I'm proving to them all, through yes. the work that I've done in the last two years, and going, I, if you give me enough time with these South African actors, if you want a British you accent, you want an American accent, we can do it, no you problem. Just yeah. give me the time, give me the respect for the job that we're doing with them, mm -hmm. and once we get on set, give us that time, you know, that yeah. we should have. And you and they'll be like, where was this shot? South Africa? Really? Are all these cars South African? Yep. There's a lot of shows that my, I tell friends, I'm like, oh, by the way, that was totally shot here. And they're like, yeah. yeah. I know. Really? It's mad. Yeah. We've been doing some crazy stuff here. And it's getting huge. When, when I talk to friends in England, they're like, you're doing what? Wow. Like, you, you would get, if, if I was still in England with the level, you know, agent that I had there, mm. then... You're doing things like Casualty and maybe a walk-on and EastEnders and stuff yeah. like that. I show them my CV and the things I worked on as a dialogue coach, mm -hmm. accent coach, and as an actor Big and voice. I'm like, huge Black Sails, Vagrant Queen, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. They're like, you wouldn't probably get a walk-in no. in, in, in England with stuff like I that. I mean, we would, I was chatting with some, some South African actors that have moved to, to LA, and they've said the amount of opportunities that our actors have compared mm. to, say, what an actor would have in yeah. LA. They're getting one audition yeah. every three months and that's oh. doing really good yeah that's like I'm be, nailing be, be prepared to whereas, wait some tables is what you we, do when you go to LA we during ad season you're doing three four ad castings a day a day yeah and and that's just 
how we roll. But we're not going to broadcast this realize. in England, are we? Because I don't need any more competition down here. It's international. <laughs> <laughs> My unique uh, selling point is about way, to go like thin uh, out. Yeah. Yeah, stay away, stay away. Yeah, yeah, I get hijacked every day. No, but but you're absolutely (laughs) right. You're doing, you're doing. Like for ten years being here, I mean, I've been. I I don't like to say lucky because my dad says you do make your own luck, which is true. You put one foot in front of the other. But hard work beats that, and then and and fortunate. There is you do have some good fortunes in life, Mm. but we've been able to cast our net wide between me and Candice and do a lot of stuff that's literally living Mm. our lives for a decade, not really doing. Any other kind of work other than within different fields, but within theater, the creative business. Children's theatre. Theatre, children's for the voice. Candice does a lot of musical theatre, radio, dubbing. And because the modern technology, I'm doing work here that is then being exported yeah. and sent elsewhere around the world. Like for the dubbing stuff, you yeah. know, Iran or China and that yeah. kind of thing. Or I do voiceovers back yeah. for the UK, voicing Love over Turkish documentaries Chinese for National series. Geographic yeah. that gets sent back, you know. It's so it's it's but the opportunities are here. I mean, it's a smaller pool, I suppose. But the work is grander. We've got grander work. We may be being paid technically less than maybe if you were a cast from Canada or England. But you kind of go. That's relative terms. It's like I'm living in South Africa. I'm earning rands. I'm spending rands. And certain things in life here, it's getting more expensive. But you're still going. I'm doing more regular work. But for less money, but it's grander work and is in things and that is international, the, big as international the quality, stuff. As the quality of performance and the quality of jobs are getting here, we do then have a foot to stand on to talk yeah. to our unions and talk to our guilds. You start and stuff to increase to your day us. fees and you start small, to get that. Small doses and stuff, so yeah. you don't scare them away. But that well, that's, that's the other problem. Knowing isn't our it? value. Yeah, you know yeah. your value, but that's the other thing is you don't want to scare them away till you go like get greedy, if you like, in a sense, and yeah. go, right, well, we want to be paid the same as what they get paid in Australia. Mm. And they're going to go, well, in that case, We'll go to Australia then. Yeah. Cause exactly. you know, why wouldn't they? So it's knowing your worth so you don't underpay, but yeah. also it's business. You've got to think, hang on, we've got to yeah. still be making sure that we we're getting what our worth is, yeah. but I'm making sure we can still undercut because at the end of the day, Cape Town is such an attractive opportunity for filmmakers at the moment for big international series. Mm. They are going, What can we shoot? In Cape Town. Yeah, we got it. What can we do in Cape Town? <laughs> I don't want to shoot in Ireland. I don't want to yeah. shoot the next episode of Game of Thrones in Ireland yeah. or wherever because that costs us euros and costs a fortune. Mm-hmm. We can save, and I mean, it sounds ridiculous figures when you're talking to big TV shows, yeah. but they might be thinking we can save ourselves 60 million yeah. by shooting in Cape Town. It's a yeah. business. So they're going to go, yeah. And a couple of, of things I know some, some shows they will say uh, greenlit to shoot in the UK and then got moved here. Yeah. So they've got the extra bit of budget and they've got yeah. those moments. There is there. something that's in the pipelines that I've just seen recently I'm Googling it because you can just Google this. Um, there was rumours it was going to shoot here, mm. but it's they've said it's some of it's already shooting, which I don't believe, which oh. is the Lord of the Rings series. That would be amazing. You'd so assume New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they're talking yeah. about is New Zealand. But Peter Jackson is saying, oh, I've got nothing, I'm not, not involved in any way. Oh, okay. He's nothing, not involved. And they are talking about it being in New Zealand. But there were rumours of it being in Cape Town. I oh, know, you don't know if it happens until... Until it happens. What do they say? You yeah. don't, don't know the job until you are standing in the in yeah. breakfast line. But it does <laughs> make sense because Cape Town was linked visually. with it. Cape visually Town was linked with it. Visually, it works and, and would be much cheaper. Yeah. Those producers who are going to spend a billion dollars making the Lord of the Rings series, if they can save a hundred million by coming to Cape Town, <laughs> they will come to Cape Town. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was where that rumour come in. Yeah. I don't know. 
Ach, they might, it might be science but if it delivered is. and then a day before they go, by the way, we want to go to, to Hawaii. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. and that's how it works. That's that's but really imagine true. that. That would okay, be amazing. Down. I mean, Black Souls is one thing, Warrior yeah. is another thing, but a, a Game of Thrones-esque, yeah. Lord of the Rings, five seasons we of that, that just basically just says, if you want to shoot your big budget movie, yeah. you might as well go to Cape Yeah, we're worth it. I mean, that's like what yeah. Lord of the Rings did for New Zealand. Yeah. It's like, Absolutely. look what they can do, look what mm. they can achieve. And a lot of that was because it was Peter Jackson and also... We had that Hobbit Middle Earth, very green. And they kind of started thing it there. Yeah. yeah. But we've got all these mountains Same thing. around here. Oh, I've traipsed through many of them for many, many a series. <laughs> and, and the dunes. Yes. And the beaches and the and whatever. Yeah, it's got, all here. We've got the Star Wars yeah. dunes, we've got the Star Wars, another one I'm surprised I'm coming. But apparently there's a there's a Disney representative office in Cape Town now. Oh, right. So it's very small. But they're, but they're probably here scouting and seeing what they can shoot here. Dude, I mean, they've got so many series coming up. They've yeah. got to... Disney's spray. everywhere. Disney's they're like everywhere. Scientologists. They're like, they've got, they got, they got like earpieces and dark glasses. Yep. They're like the Disney police. <laughs> yeah. There's one like standing outside your window. Staring yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I heard you say my name. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. Not, you're not allowed that? to draw Winnie the Pooh. Oh, no. Oh, we, we, got, we got someone drawing Winnie the Pooh. Oh, no. Got someone no, drawing no. Winnie the Pooh. Take down the kindergarten immediately. Take down the kindergarten. They painted Winnie the Pooh on their wall. Yeah. We've really hammered Disney, haven't we? I love Disney. Please hire me. I love me. Disney as well. I love Moana and Frozen. Moana. I enjoyed the new Aladdin. I thought it was phenomenal. Did you like it? It was so cute. I Someone said that the other day, David Miller, who's VT on Vagan Queen, said he really enjoyed it. I was like, really? Jasmine is now a badass and she has a song. Because apparently it was Will Smith's like when they first saw the trailer great. of Will Smith's um, yeah. Genie, they were like, "Oh no, what have they done?" I thought he was really great because was he right? wasn't okay. copy and pasting Robin Williams because no, you, you can't copy can't and paste Robin Williams. But there are homages to it. Yeah. But he has made it its own, and they've kind of switcheroo changed okay. up the. Do they still do the, the bizarre song? Dun, 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 yes. Dun. Yes. I like that. That's one of it. my favourite yeah. Disney ones. It's so good. I've so, I've really sold myself as a proper geek here. In the today. What am I Disney. doing? I, all my friends must be a giant nerd. Else, you are not my friend. Yeah, let's be honest. Right. At least you didn't say you let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Check out my so, Instagram. <laughs> did it, that question you asked me like ten minutes ago? Did we answer? That? Yes. Okay, yes. This <laughs> 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 is becoming a two-part podcast. Um, Has it become a two-parter again? Is this part two? Almost. Now? It's almost part two. <laughs> um, what has been your favourite location to work in South Africa? My favourite location now. Oh, we shot a f- film called Murder and Blood. Murder. I don't know if I'm saying Murder. Murder. Mad. Murder. Murder and Blood. Yeah. Murder and Blood. I was, just a, I was just a little part. I was playing a baddie, you know, the British soldier guy. So we went out on a, f- a farm. So it was obviously meant to be representing South Africa mm-hmm. but this there was nothing it was just it was like must it was like it was like Feinboss hills and just uh. dirt track like as if old wagons had gone down it and and they, they let I was in my costume and I stayed there because they had to travel to go and shoot another bit of that scene where they were tra- mm-hmm. tracking these prisoners through the Boer prisoners through the this Feinbossy thing and I just stayed there by myself and I found myself standing there in this full like British Boer War like <gasps> outfit with my rifle time with traveler. my pith helmet and I felt like a time traveller because all of a sudden I was like in my own actor you know, yeah. brain-gasm having I was just like wow this is how it would have this been this is how it would have been an old century century you know by myself out in the thing and there was nothing modern in my complete eyeline 360 it was just hillside of Feinboss and hills what? and a dirt track going off and I was like oh, man. this was it there could be like 
you know, some gorilla yeah. of guys on horseback just come over the thing some and I'm like, oh my on God. the hill, you would have been yeah. screwed. So that, that was pretty nuts. cool. I like that. That was quite special. That's Even cool. though I, I did realise shooting the film when the guy runs out of the concentration camp with a baby in it, a oh, young Jesus. boy in his and I take a shot at him and shoot him Oy. in the back. And that's when I realised, I went, oh, dark. I'm the baddie. Yeah. <laughs> the, I'm playing a British soldier, yeah. but I'm technically oh, the shit. baddie. It's like, oh shit. Oh, we were man. the baddies. And that's when I had like a you know perspective thing on history and going, mm-hmm. everybody's been the baddies. Everyone So when we can actually story, admit that kind of is the yeah, baddie. And when we can admit that as a human race globally and go like we have all not us personally, because no. individuals not, not but as societies, as countries and wherever they've been, tribes and they're in yeah. South Africa as well, mm-hmm. admit that we've all had a hand as a people, as a race, being in being guy. the bad guys, we can move on from the shit. Yeah. And we accept that. Take a moment. And, and stop putting on pedestals these iconoclastic, you know, making these figures mm. of people from history that we've kind of mythologised into yeah. being heroes. And you go, look back at the history. history is there written, ain't no hero history's there. written by those who want it. Yeah. Yep. And that's the same all around the world. Anyway, we're going off on True a political that, now thing. This isn't really we're No, we don't stay want to go. away. But, but that's why I love that location, because my, my imagination yeah. goes in those places that just had let me go. Like, But that's the joy of being an actor, is you learn to appreciate yeah. uh, people where they so. come from, different cultures, different, so, yeah. different humans, different, yeah. different histories, different upbringings. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's something we can tap into and, mm-hmm. and really, really start analysing and find out more about ourselves in that way. Exactly. The original question, though. Another yes. location, because I thought I'd give you two, because one is South Africa, yeah. one in England. Oh, yeah. We, I don't know why we did it. It must have just been because of BBC having budget and went, <laughs> oh, let's just go here for the weekend. Cool. So we went to this beautiful country manor, oh. like stone ivy up the walls, beautiful manicured gardens, lawns, fountains, all this thing, with these beautiful rooms Straight with four posts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. To record Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> yes. the radio play. We went to a location <laughs> where you location. could have shot a Romeo film, a film for Romeo and Juliet, the movie, but we were doing a BBC radio play. I and I, I was, we started the thing and I was playing a few characters through the whole thing because of doing my yeah. normal thing of lots of different accents everyone and things. Um, and I remember going like to one of the actors and I was like, what? why are we here? I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Why, why are we doing a radio play <laughs> on location? And he just goes... Yeah, it's probably some budget they had to spend. Yeah. Because you get a budget. You've got to justify the the budgets you're getting for the thing. Yeah. So we went to this and had a weekend (laughs) having wine that night and a dinner in this beautiful country manor doing recording a radio play. I was like Best on location. Yeah. And I was just not that long out of drama school and I was thinking, I'm gonna like this job. (laughs) This is great. I have made it. I've made it. (laughs) Yeah. This is weird. But another good location, which is what you can do when they cheat it, was obviously out at the Cape Town film studios with the big ships, black sails, and then all the green screen. It's still there if you drive on the N two. Yeah, and then you look back on it, and when it's actually on the show, and you go, I remember that day. That was half the ship. Yeah, I remember that day. (laughs) Yeah, on a gimbal, on a concrete platform, and they've made it look like you were sailing through the Caribbean. It was insane. Yeah, or like there's a solid ship next to a water tank. Yeah. Who do you look up to in in your industry, performers or? professionals directors what kind of people do you go I, I like those actors and directors who not not because of like like we we're talking earlier about a disadvantage but in spite of that have managed to prove and go you see 
I'm not. I don't have to be defined by the yeah, shit that in my yeah. life or the disadvantages like, that I have. Yeah, that you know, some like talking like short man syndrome, yeah. like me being a short guy thinking you got to walk in there and prove yourself yeah. because there's some kind of like you feel disadvantaged, assuming and judging. I don't. I don't yeah. do that. I go and I just like think of every human being, whatever your shape and size is. You know, from the guy who makes me coffee in the morning to the director, yeah. is worthy of my time and respect. It should be for everyone because yeah. of good values, yeah. and and let them prove themselves and become what we said earlier about undeniable. Yeah. And people, despite their disadvantages, become undeniable. There's a guy I looked up to, strangely, looked up to Temba Tembaletta and Tuli. Temba, sorry, I didn't get your full name there, Temba, because I call you Temba, but he's an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, he played, uh, playing one of the characters in Vagrant Queen. Oh, cool. What an incredible guy. And he's tiny, tiny little guy. And he's incredible. Yeah, he's like, a great performer. He huh? was in, in Blood Drive as well. Was he in Blood Drive? Yeah. And he's he just, looks his like attitude. a small child, but yeah. he is such a phenomenal actor and such what a fun person. What a great guy. He's just so mm. enthusiastic and respectful to everyone and just like, hey, Richie, how you doing? And, yeah. and we're just getting on and just doing this job. And... He, everyone's towering over him and <laughs> and not because of that but in spite of it he's like commanding respect in the room but he's he a very it. cool guy yeah mm. he embraces it and he's, he's just I think he's great yeah but that's obviously like people like now yeah. I've only known him for a few weeks yeah I think probably my directors back at drama school probably taught me really? a lot because I had like in my second year into third year all my directors were women Sue Colgrave and Dennis Annie Tyson Awesome. They taught me a lot. Really? A lot about myself and about acting. A lot acting. of things. They were and directing. Yeah. Well. And Sue Colgrave gave me a piece of, a piece of advice. A piece of advice? <laughs> a piece of well. advice. <laughs> um, sat down like a final chat before we were going into our showcase to leave. And she just said, Rich, you, you, you're good at what you do. You know what you're doing. Don't get a big head, but you know, yeah. do your thing. We said, but you're going to find this business isn't just about all hunky-dory, creative, fluffy, bunny, mm-hmm. rabbit, fairy tale land of creativity and everyone's lovely. He said, yeah. 50% of the people you're going to find in this business, whether it's in TV and theatre, are charlatans yep. and they're bullshitters and they're going to try and take advantage of you. Mm. Keep your eyes open for that. And she was right. Yeah. She was right. Yeah. I found a lot of people are amazing, yeah. but you still have to protect yourself. And we're in the Weinstein, Weinstein era mm-hmm. and all that massively creative, powerful, influential people who've created amazing art or been part of creating amazing stuff that we've yeah. all enjoyed, they also need to remember that they're people and humans with fo- foibles and flaws yeah. and darker agendas. And in this business, especially to young youngsters and women out there, you are empowered now to just go, no, no. I'm not putting up with that, and tell no. the irrelevant person. No, yeah. that is how it should be and, and, and that's what I got taught by Sue 20, nearly 20 years ago yeah. don't make those She's decisions like, out of fear don't make those out of fear if something doesn't feel right or you feel like someone's got a speak darker up. agenda in this business speak up and yeah. just don't let that happen and that's like from a creative so point good. of view as well you know like go no, no I'm, I'm empowered by my own yeah. creativity and what I want to do not be, a, not be, a, not be yeah. an idiot about it you can't just go no no I'm doing my thing and throw your yeah. toys like a prima donna justify your choices justify your choices mm. but be strong and stable and resolute mm. in what you're trying your journey what you want to do but then also but if don't someone, let anyone take advantage yeah. yeah if someone gives you that don't be like uh uh-uh. uh good no agreed if, you, if, if this business can take down someone like Weinstein yeah for that kind of behaviour yeah so, yeah, so Sue Colgrave and Dennis. 
mm-hmm. Annie Tyson, my triumvirate of directors and teachers at awesome. Italia Conti. Three strong women. The three sisters, very strong. She was. They were brilliant. Awesome. Brilliant, brilliant women, and and I I was I was there a golden era of Italia Conti when we had mm. probably some of the best directors I think of any drama school you could yeah, you could want. Nice. Yeah. Lucky me. Annie Tyson, Shakespeare, genius. Mm. God, she made me love Shakespeare. I hated it. <laughs> but it was because of how we were reading it and how it was being interpreted mm-hmm. and, and everyone else in the like, You just nah, need to nah, see nah, that nah. one interpretation. You go, yeah. oh, this She is brought magical. it to life to me. She goes, it's not poetry. Stop putting it on a pedestal. Mm. It's, it's, it's full of guts and blood it's and sex grungy. and lust. And, and it's all those things. When you start to get through, oh, but he's saying too many no. words for what he needs to say. And you go, you what need that many words for yeah. what he wants to say. And relish it. There's no subtext in it. What you're thinking, you're saying. And when it come out, I was like, wow, this love stuff's it. amazing. Love it, love it. What is the favourite part of your job? My favourite part of, the, of my job, accent and dialogue. Because I don't want to talk about me as an actor, because I don't like <laughs> talking about my own acting. I like to talk about acting and film and stuff, but I don't like my yeah, own yeah. present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> acting and dialogue, I love it when I see the look in the actor's eye when something drops, or I give them a little hint about how an accent works, mm. or a phoneme, or a sound. And they're, they're kind of feeling a bit under pressure because they need to do the accent, I'm not sure about And you see that little glint in their eye when... It drops and they go, oh, oh. yes, of course. great. And they do it and you go, there you go. It's, it was simpler than you thought. And they go, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Obviously. Thinking too much. Like, yeah, because I, I go, let's not think about doing a London accent. And they go, okay. Okay, cool. But I've got to do it. I say, I know you do. I know you do, but relax. Okay, we're going to do it from a physical point of view. Like that bathe thing. Mm. We bathe together and work up a lava. A little line I use when I'm teaching a London accent. I go, right. Don't think about a Londoner. Don't think about London. Don't think about doing a London accent. But now do this. Just change that v to a v. Mm -hmm. We bathe together and work up a lava. I'm not thinking London. Just changing the physical structure of how I'm doing the accent. We bathe together and work up a lava. And they go. And they say it. And they go, I I sounded like I was from London. I go, yeah. That's my favourite one. Favourite fun fact. Uh, Say space ghettos in an American accent. Space ghettos. <laughs> it's Spice Girls. Spice Girls. Scottish. Space, space, space Girls. Space, oh, you said like Scottish accent. Space Ghettos. Space Girls. <laughs> That's one of my favourite ones. Space Ghettos. Space in an American ghettos. accent. Is <laughs> Spice Girls in a Scottish accent. Space Ghettos. That's brilliant. I love it so much. That's genius. <laughs> and then you just keep space saying girls. it out loud. You're like, that's space amazing. Girls. That's really good. I'm going to use that. Right Do now. it. You can have space that one girls. for free. Um, yeah, it's that look when people, yeah, drops. Mm. And they go there and they realise that they've taken a step into going, I can do this. Just sitting into it. They're sitting into it and they realise that it's not just about something that's happening externally and going, I need to try and sound like you. Go, mm. work from within. It's in you. You have the... We all have got the same instrument. It's we've inside, all got tongues. It's inside hopefully. you all along. Yeah, hopefully we've all got <laughs> tongues and teeth and throats and air and breathing. Yeah. So you all have exactly the same instrument. You've yeah. got cultural training that's given you a particular accent that has a particular rhythm and a particular style. And all you need to do is just relax, slow down, breathe, and work from that beginning place of going, let me explore what it means to speak in a different rhythm, yeah. in a different tone different pace using the mouth slightly differently to to give you the same piece of information with a slightly different shape in the face yeah and with the tongue and the teeth and they go oh yeah oh yeah 
Okay, that's all it is. And I like mimicry. Mm. Some people think that it's like insulting if you try and do someone else's accent. Yeah. I don't think so, especially if you're an actor. You've got the license to do it. A lot of actors find themselves accidentally getting sucked into it, though. I know, sometimes. Yeah. Like, you have a conversation with someone that's got an Irish accent or an American accent. And all of a sudden, you're ac- I'm like, talking, I'm so like, sorry. I'm not doing it. I swear I'm gone. I'm not doing it on purpose. I did it yeah. as a kid and I got told off because <laughs> kind of could have been perceived as racist I suppose oh, no. but I couldn't help it because it's always been in me to mimic people yeah. and as a kid I was like 10 and uh, some Indian friends of my dad oh, no. and we were out somewhere at a restaurant and I couldn't help I was just fascinated by how he was talking and I, I must have just zoned like, out and, and I was copying. just looking at him and I was just copying his rhythms and his t- voice and my dad's going <laughs> stop it he's like you can't do that and I was like what do you mean and I didn't even know I was doing it and I, was, I must have been sat there in the restaurant, we were all chatting, and I was doing my own thing, and also I was just getting drawn, and I was going, what are you saying? <laughs> but we can't do that. And I was doing it out loud. Oh, no, no, no. And he's like, like, no, 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 no. I'm not I'm mocking, I'm yeah, appreciating yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was doing it from a very early age, just looking yeah. at people and going, I was copying how can Disney I try characters. to pretend to be you? I was being Disney character voices. Oh, you doing Even that? my Barbies, they had American accents. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. My mum said that. I think she maybe thought I had multi-personality disorder. <laughs> because my, 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 one of her friends was around. I was there in the kitchen talking. And um, I heard my mum say, he's only happy when he's being somebody else. Oh, shame. I remember hearing that my mum say that. And I must have been five or six, maybe. Oh, I'd copy Because I was always dressing up in things. And like yeah. I said, using like my mum's wash basket as the cockpit of the Millennium yes. Falcon and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And always running around in my own kind of other world. So I think a friend must have said, like, he's always like pretending, isn't he? Yeah. And she said, yeah, he's, he's only happy when he's pretending actor. to be someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It's going to be drama school. Oh. And yeah. yeah. Are you sure you Starving want? What's artists. your backup plan? Yeah, don't well, don't have a backup plan. Stay within the creative industry, but do something within the creative industry that still supports that. If you want to do some, but you should have interests and hobbies that are outside of this world. But but if you've got a backup plan, as I think some actors said, if you've got a backup plan, Mm. you're likely to use it. Yeah. Yeah, and then you won't it do gives the you that, that it gives you the safety option. net. Yeah, so you're never gonna look. Try look at drama school hard. from us. How many? I mean, probably from in Cape Town because there is yeah. more. It's a smaller pool. So there's more people who probably leave UCT and, and do it. But there's a lot of dropouts as well. I think, I think like in my year, three in I my think year. there's three. There's about three like who, who are kind of still working in the business within of the or within the industry at the level that I'm working mm. at now and kept going. I think there's maybe three. I find on, on that line is a lot of those, and a yeah. lot of the people I, I studied with, they did that, I'll give myself a year, and if oh, I haven't well then, made it, then I'm going to do something then else. Then you might as well forget about is it. Is that idea of, it takes 10 years to get where we are. Sanford Meisner said, you're not an actor for 20 years. So technically, takes, I'm only becoming an actor, according to Sanford yeah. Meisner, now. And it, 20 take, years. it takes a surgeon 10 years before they... Are allowed to get you know paid what? For what they That's do. when so I why? want the surgeon after the ten years. Yeah. If a, if a surgeon's going to do an operation, you saying that a surgeon's only a decent surgeon yeah. after ten years? I want to see. Well, no, because they're, they're, they're doing qualified. They're only qualified because they do like seven what? years of med school and then they have to special like they do the four years and then they specialize and then they think and then they. I don't want the newly qualified surgeon. The newly qualified <laughs> surgeon has been training for been ten training years. For ten years. So we're going to finish it off now. Are we? Rounding it off after we've tangented and I've edited out all of our horrible tangents. Well, not all of them, just some of them. Just and, the, um, keep the good ones. <laughs> Did I answer the last question? Who knows? Yeah, that was favourite part of your job. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The look on their little faces. So, rounding off, okay, do mm. you do the social medias? How can people find you? What can How can people get in touch you know or follow you? You know what? I yeah. do do the social medias. Do I'm not you? very good at it. I'm trying to learn from Candice and others okay. the best way to do it. I'm not very good... It's a business tool. It is. Mm-hmm. And I'm realising that it's something as an actor and a creative that yes. you kind of have to do. It's just the way the world's evolving, so you've got to get involved. But you've got to keep it healthily, yes. a healthy balance. And I'm going to tweet once a day and do my thing and let people know what I'm doing. And it's which a strategic is kind of cool. business setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind Versus of need to think of it obsession. like that. So like the Facebook thing is more of a personal friend yeah. thing. They like keep in touch with family and stuff. But I go so. on the Twitter and do the Instagram. How can they find you? I have to you look, look it up and look. say That's it how correct. bad I'm. I don't even know oh, what my no. handles are. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rich Wright Firth on Twitter. Richie Wright Firth on Instagram, which and most people w- call me Richie on W-R-I-G-H-T. Yes. F-I-R-T-H. Um, so I'm trying to do it and trying to be more active and just like... Absolutely. But I'm not very good at... Because we're all vain to an extent and have yeah. an ego, but I try and keep mine in check. Because yes. I don't I don't like it when it crosses over into being that narcissistic arrogance. Mm-hmm. So it's and I think there's a fine publicity? line. Yeah, I try and do that more and just have a laugh and have fun and yeah. not take anything on myself too seriously. Because I, I don't like to be thought of, that, that part of my ego doesn't mm. like to be thought of as that guy who's like full of himself or whatever. <laughs> I'm an influencer. Cocky and all that. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I don't like that way, that, that, that side of social media, that vanity mm. of it. So I, I try and keep myself in check in that way. But which is probably why I'm not on it enough, which is when the follower thing doesn't yeah. come. So you've got to be on it. Yeah. To, you, you have know? to have like a regular rotation of activity. Yeah, uh-huh. I have a well, few. I have few but very loyal Black Sales followers on Twitter, and the and they're great. And I chat to them sometimes yeah. and send them stuff. And we had a little pirate quiz going on for awesome. a little while. <laughs> and I've got a few little things that I've got in my drawer that I need to do a little competition and just post stuff to them, yeah. like my trailer trailer sign that I signed with Muldoon oh, cool. on it because I'm not going to do stuff with this thing it's just going to take gonna a love it. but they'll love it and stick it up on the their door and they love the, and they love the show yeah. and the characters and that's that's who we're doing it for so exactly. those little tiny keepsakes of the little things and it's that such a doing. nice way to remain connected to yeah. those kind of people mm. not the crazies and not the yeah there was a guy who was a thing, fan who like, I sent a um, really love your work yeah I, I had the sides from the day one of the days that I drowned yeah. Um, and and some, some, <laughs> well, Black South's been out for ages now. <laughs> and so I signed it and a thing, and I had to obviously redacted any sensitive information on there, mm-hmm. um, numbers and things, and, and printed out a photograph of Muldoon and signed that. And it was his birthday, and he was a big Black South oh, fan. Wow. So I just posted it to him, and he said, about, Oh, Rich, that was amazing. Thanks so That's much. That's a great thing. So those kind of things are easy for like just a little you know, supporting cast character for me to do because mm. the other big guys don't have the time to respond to the amount of they get flooded yeah, with stuff. Things. I don't get flooded with stuff. So the odd one that does want to connect to yeah. the show via me, I think it's the right and thing to do, just to go like, yeah, yeah dude, nice recognise your audience and that's yeah, yeah, your support. Yeah. They're the ones that are financing our yeah. lives. And, and they're nice to you and they support you and they promote you more and they make little memes of Muldoon and <laughs> stuff and Love and do, do fan art of Love, like fan art is the best I found one there was oh a gay because there was the gay thing there was mm-hmm. this gay connection between Silver and Muldoon mm. and I was like yeah fine so there's a bit I'm of an LGBT it. following of Love Muldoon so, so I was like yeah I was like Muldoon ship, character Black South da, 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 and stuff come up on like Reddit and, da, da. and, then like, and I looked into a bit deeper and there was some fan art of of of, uh, of of um, Silver and Muldoon having a snog in the base of the ship. Nice. I was like, ah, oh, here we go. Here yeah. we go. So, because you I said, I tweeted, someone said to me, they said, well, so when you said the line, um, so does, that, does that mean we're married then? And they had that little thing and a little kind of little glint, glint in their eye looking at each other. Then it was like, 
So someone tweeted, go, so is Muldoon gay then? Did you decide to make him gay? And I was like, yeah, I kind of thought he was like that, but not to the camp level. But yeah, there mm. could have been something like that in there between yeah. him and Silver for sure. And then that, I think that was it. And I think that was the catalyst uh, for then Muldoon. Tumblr was like, yeah. Yes. Tumblr, that was it. Yeah. So there was like so fan art. Fan art is beautiful. I, yeah. love, I love seeing, like, all the things so that I follow cool. and support on online. Yeah. I like, see their fan art and that, that comes out. It's amazing, the artists that are out there. Do you know what I did though? This was my biggest oh, balls up ever. <laughs> this was my social faux pas when I realised I really need to like get a handle of how this I'll whole Twitter this. and Instagram thing works. Yep. So the f- some Black Sounds fans were like, are you going to do the live tweet for for the episode coming up? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah okay, Ooh. I'll do that. Da, da, da. But I said, but it's not airing here, but when it starts in America, when the thing, I'll play the show because I've got it downloaded mm-hmm. or, you know, on my TV thing. So... I'm watching the show Back here, in. live with them at the same time they're watching it in America, but I forgot that they had ad breaks all the time. Oh, so shit. I tweeted shit, and there goes da-da-da-da because of the thing, and they were like, Rich, you're, I think you're like five minutes ahead of us. I was like, oh, shit, sorry, that didn't happen. And they were like, we got ad breaks here, dude. I was like, oh, no, don't do it, man, don't do don't. it. So I was like, so I learnt my... Live tweets, Twitter, watching a TV show live with them. Go on then. So yeah, so that's where we can find you on social media. That's where you can find me. That, better, was, that was very long. Better live be. tweeting. I will do better live tweeting. Better I'll live be tweeting. more active on Instagram, more active on Twitter, and I'll give the fans of the shows that yeah. we're doing here a bit more Especially the ones feedback. now that you, you've got a lot more crew background knowledge. So crew you, background knowledge, really I can give that. It's really fun to live tweet as not mm. just an actor. Yeah, how it was shot and all that stuff. You can have a commentary on... On all aspects and not just mm. aspects that you were in a scene in. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Which is quite cool. Absolutely. So I'll be doing, I will do a lot of that. Yeah. I'll try my best to do a lot more people of that. People kind of reach out on social yeah. medias. Yeah, it's Because some people really want to know, like, I'm the nerd who would be like, yeah, so yeah. how did you how do, did do that one? Do how did that work? Oh my gosh, yeah, like, yeah. I buy the Blu rays because of all the extras. Exactly. That's literally. I think that's, I do. Know, I see you as that. I like director's commentary. I'm that guy. So I appreciate when people like that. Two things. I think we have spoken so much. I think we've we have tangented a lot. I'm sorry, to and me. I'm okay with this. I will. Thank you very much I for thinking of warning. me to come to do your yeah. podcast. I very much. Thank appreciate you for it. It speaking to me for the second time. <laughs> I apologize pleasure. for our rehearsal. I think you better listen back on this now. So I we're will have listen a back. Anyway. We're gonna have. We're gonna have some. No, no. We. This is. It looks like waveforms and not like. Techno. Great. So here's hoping. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was, Thanks it was for a chatting pleasure. with me. And here's to more Safi pods and more yeah. long tangent conversations. Good luck with it. I'll be listening in for sure. I, Not yeah. to my one, but soon, to the others. Soon. Thank you for your time. Thank you. It has been swell. Goodbye. Goodbye. If you made it this far, you have earned your place as a nerd close to my heart. I hope you enjoyed this crazy interview. I promise they aren't getting exponentially longer as I continue on. Some parts were just too fun to cut out. Give Richard a follow on Twitter at RichWrightFirth and on Instagram at RichieWrightFirth and support his social media triumphs and mistakes as he continues to not take himself all that seriously. And if you haven't yet, remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Safi Pod. Thanks again to everyone who has followed and subscribed to the podcast on their favorite Google apps, on Spotify, iTunes, and online at Anchor. 
Please share with your friends if you think they'll enjoy it. And don't be scared to email us at thesaffypod at gmail.com with any comments, suggestions, messages, or even questions you'd like me to answer about our amazing South African film industry. I am loving every minute, and I hope you are too. Next week, I talk to a seriously driven young actress. This is...